When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Blog Talk Radio. Oh. 
Better love, everyone. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And tonight we are joined with Thomas and L.A. Ramon. And these are the tech guys. And so they're going to be talking about block wars and how to enter the blockchain. So let's see. Where are you guys at? Peace, okay, Technos and L.A. Peace, peace. What's good? Peace. 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 Peace, peace. So, uh, are y'all going to Better love, should I say. Better love. Better, uh, yes, yes, better love. Um, better love. Are y'all going to explain how, what, what what we do when we get on that page? Because I just be lost, you know. Especially for people like me, that this is the first time they're doing this. I, I, I'm on Coinbase. Oh, okay. oh yeah. well, that's... Mm-hmm. No, you go ahead, Thomas. No, I was gonna say that was just what we were gonna do, explain um the process. Okay. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Okay. I mean that's that that's I mean, however long it take us tonight, because this wasn't really in my mind. I wasn't gearing this up for the, one of our long shows, but if it takes us out, then let's do it, because I do want to share a couple of indicators or or ways to look at indicators for the industry, you know, um, that we're talking about. In this case, we're talking about uh, the blockchain and the cryptocurrency environment and, you know, if we should invest and if we should. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead, Auntie Beth. No, I was, just gonna, I was just saying we should have enough time to do everything you need to do. Oh no! What I'm saying yeah, is the amount of information to give give out towards those questions. I, I don't know how long they will go out if people want to, you know, because it's it's going to spark its own amount of, uh, okay. you know, own way of asking certain things that even we are not even privy to, as we found out today okay. talking with a banker, you know. But some of the stuff that we have been, you know, on board with, you know, sounds like listening to this banker with one of the mm-hmm. family members um, introduce his family uh, to us. You know, pretty okay. much confirmed that what, what Thomas and I are telling y'all is, you know, sound like we're on point with it, but that's not to say we're experts and people that you should be listening to when it comes to investing. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, okay. <laughs> You're putting that disclaimer out there right now. Let's we put the disclaimer out, out there. Right yeah. <laughs> we ain't bankers. We just go, we just pull black people trying directly. to get up. You know what I'm saying? But everything we're doing, everything we're talking about is so that, you know, we wouldn't be saying it if we wasn't, you know, actually going through the process. So if it turns out it didn't work for you, it didn't work for us either. So don't come looking for us. You know, saying we, we you know, we're not bankers, you know, we're not experts, but we're just seeing things unfold, and this is how it's looking like it's going to go. Um, okay. Did you guys see um, the whole thing is heating up? Between um, the U.S. and China, um, oh, they yeah. disposed some um, Chinese um, officials from the consulate down in Houston, Texas. And today, China responded by disposing some U.S. officials from one of the consulates the U.S. has there in a relatively unknown part of China. So they were saying this was China's way of de-escalating you know, saving face, but, you know, at the same time doing something, you know, but nothing that would be so insignificant it would 
so significant that it would spark the U.S. to take further actions at this moment. Um, but uh, the big news for me, what I'm looking at China, there's a few years ago, well, actually, shoot, 20 years ago, uh, you had the Chinese building the largest project ever built in the history of mankind uh, called the Three Gorges Dam. And this dam was to go across the Yantese River. Now, the Yantese is the world's third largest river. It's not that much of a difference between the sizes of the Nile, the Amazon, and the Yantese. They're about the same size. So um, either way, they built this dam across this whole river. You could fit 11 Hoover dams um, in this dam. Like, that's how much cement they used. Um, more cement used than... Um, any project ever by far, you know, billions and billions of pounds of it. You know, it was like uh, said to be the greatest marvel of mankind history. Well, either way, the last week, that um, dam started to buckle, and um, it shifted. It used to be a straight line. Now it's looking like um, I told the first grader to draw a line on a piece of paper. It's looking like that now. So, um Flooding is happening all throughout China, massive floods, because in order to keep this dam from breaking, they have to divert the water somewhere else. And whole cities are underwater over there. It's, it's terrible. But um, just looking at that, and with the mountain pressure of this trade war, um, what what is starting to, like, every now and then, I don't know if it's metaphysically or what, but history starts to repeat itself. Uh, when Chinese, China used to have dynasties, and uh, the last dynasty they had, the Qing dynasty, they had um, decided that after a couple hundred years of being under the imperial thumb of the white people with the, after the opium wars, that they were going to stand up and fight them back. So they had the Boxer Rebellion. And all these, um, it was like, yo, it's like, Bev, we got to go get Mike Tyson. You know, say so we go get a red, the holy field. We go get all the best fighters. Mm-hmm. They started mm-hmm. doing some rituals that made them think that they was um bulletproof and gonna live forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, doing their ancient Chinese stuff. And they went out to fight, and they got blasted up. And um, they had to secede everything to the white people. Then, like it was over for the dynasty. The people lost faith in them, and um, you know, it's been the same ever since. So either way. You're starting to see that same thing again, you know, as China's uh, trying to stand up to the U.S., the rivers are melting down. You know, it's like, man, it's like this is history all over again. Um, but just everyone look at that, man. I, I would never believe that in 20 years this dam was going to be on the brink of collapse when you saw it built. It was like the greatest, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. It was like when they built the pyramids type thing, like, and now look at it. Well, maybe it had some help, just like when uh, Louisiana had some help when when the stuff bust down there. It could have. I know that um, when they were halfway through the project, before they finished it, they called for engineers from the United States to come over and take a look at it. And they said, oh, y'all did this all wrong. Y'all supposed to do this and that. And they thought it was, oh, they, they trying to make fun of us. They, you know, they looked at it like they just wanted to slight their project. And now look at it. They should have listened. 
They was like, you're not further enough down into the ground. You got to put steel here. You know, like, you know, so they thought they were experts. But they could have had her. Well, you know, we're supposed to be at war. This is a different kind of war. So we'll see. Yes, man. This is the trade war. Yes. But uh, either way, um, it's going down in Chicago. They're sending in the federal uh, offices, the marshals. Yes, they is. (laughs) Uh, The FBI, (laughs) the Drug Enforcement Agency, the Alcohol Tobacco and Firearms Agency, and Homeland Security. So a lot of people are going to be charged as terrorists. Might see brothers go to Guantanamo Bay for being a part of the Vice Lords or the Disciples or the Stones or something. So, no, but either way, when the feds come in, I was saying this on Eddie's show the other night, it, their bar to make a case is so low. All they got to do is have you taking a picture with someone dressed up like a gangster and tie you into that crime. They call it conspiracy. You know, the, that thing we always get called conspiracy theorists. Yeah, let the, mm-hmm. let the feds call you conspiracy theorists. That's 25 years. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tie all that together. You're going to see massive arrests. 100 people at one time, 200 people at another time. These investigations is going to go back. You're going to have no way of fighting it. And by the time they put everybody in the game theory, who want to go home? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who wants, it's minimum 10 years fed. Who want to go home? Somebody start talking. Everybody's going to be like, hey, hey, hey. It's going to be a, a, if I lived there, I would move. If I was involved in gangster activity, it's time to go. Because they don't yeah. miss a, they don't miss a they don't miss a drop and they don't have to it don't have to be true it's all colorable law man it, this is the federal government they out to see yeah. this ain't the real law this is they making it up like you, you have no chance this is commercial law all common all common yeah commercial. yeah, yeah this right. is a whole nother law system that they dealing with they have zero chance of beating unless they they shoot them all and kill them which ain't gonna happen. Um, Ramon, you want to add anything, brother? No, I'm still just vibing with you on it because I was getting ready to talk about that stuff with with Trump. One of the latest things he did. Well, I mean, one of the things I I, I don't. Here's what I'm hoping to bring tonight. Since you brought up this Trump stuff, I'll be listening to the Crypto Teacher. Y'all should go check him out. He's on the YouTube. He's called the Crypto Teacher. Okay. What I love about this character, he's not specific about one particular uh, cryptocurrency specific. What he's about is, let's get in right now, y'all, get our bag, so that way when everybody else hears about it, so when the herd comes rushing in, we'll be actually walking out. So he's listening. what he tries to do is bring you what, what you're seeing in real time, like what you talked about with the, the Chicago stuff. Something else that didn't get talked about that he shows in one of his videos, that's why y'all should go check it out. Something that moved in the market that was hidden behind closed doors is you've heard a lot of the L.A. gang members and Chicago gang members talk about guns and how they're getting into the community, but nobody even has the money to truly afford the very weapons that they're owning. So they've been talking about this history of Guns being dropped off in the in, in the in, in in the inner city, you know, roughest parts, 
in the alleys and stuff like this, mm-hmm. uh, or you know what I'm saying, they talked about this before. I, I remember uh, Monster Cody, his brother, uh, Lil Monster Cody, had did an interview about the South Central thing, uh, South Central riot, and he said that there was there there'd be many a times that they would go into their alleys from you know the next morning, and there would be lots of crates stacked up into the alleys, and there'd be number weapons in them. When you listen to this guy, oh man, they they, they have stuff that even the even gun collectors, you know, <laughs> unless they just really, you know what I'm saying, out there like that don't even have some of the stuff that they're talking about, you know what I'm saying? Fully automatic handguns. When when you know who who got them nowadays? You know what I'm saying? That's the stuff like that, but not to get off track here. So a lot about what Donald Trump was talking about was alluding to this this issue about these guns that are being dropped off into the the, the, the hoods and stuff. It's mm-hmm. been talked about before. If you watch the market, particularly like if you're watching this crypto market like we've been talking about, you start to see these these little spikes at a, at little small increments. If you zoom in on them with like what they give you online to look at these. These charts, these up and down graphs, the market, as you're watching the market, you get to see as he's talking about some of this stuff, and this is what the crypto teacher is trying to teach us and show us if we get in right now, and it doesn't matter what Donald Trump is talking about, who cares? When he talks, he makes money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what this guy, the, the crypto teacher on the YouTube, I want y'all to go check out. I want y'all to listen to him and watch how he shows you certain little things that go down when you're seeing Donald Trump there talk about stuff like what Thomas just mentioned with the Chicago stuff. And then he shows you a video of the bankers telling you why Donald Trump is still here as opposed to some of the other stuff we talked about. Basically, he's helping them get back some of their money. This is this guy, this guy shows this stuff. So I want y'all to go check okay. him out, the crypto teacher, on YouTube, okay. this gonna be—he's very interesting to listen to. Okay, I definitely gonna check him out. I'm sorry to ramble on like that, but I just had to put okay, that out there fine. because some of this, yeah. some of this stuff that you know, I want to share with the fan is very—it could be very lengthy in sense, you know, because you're trying to look at. If you here's what I hope the family understand, we can try to cover tonight. Do you want to buy and hold this? Asset, if that's what your um, goal is, there's nothing wrong with that. Hopefully, you buy the right ones so when they do mature, you know, you'll share in the benefit. <clears throat> if you're somebody, you know, who's into it where you got a, <clears throat> like a broker, somebody that, you know, you're sending money across borders and stuff, this really is a good thing for you. You know, and we got an answer for you, Beth, on last week's question mm-hmm. when you asked us about the exchange rate from, I guess you mm-hmm. had some clients that, you know, with, you were talking about the exchange rate between Canada and, and America, per se, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we did get an answer on that today as well. But, you know, basically mm-hmm. I just want to be able to help the family to look at this as what, from what I can tell, this is the greatest penny market, uh, uh, the penny stock <laughs> that you can get into right now that will produce a real tangible Assets out of this. Because I remember hearing, 
I remember hearing that the penny market back in the day, it, it created some millionaires. Well, that, you remember last week we talked about this. From what I found out, copper is what all wealthy people back their portfolios with. Mm-hmm. Now, this week, Codelco, which is the second, I mean, the largest producer who produces 2% of all the international uh, copper that we use, I think they're out of Brazil. They decided mm-hmm. to halt uh, uh, operations. Now, think about what that's going to do to people holding up to copper right now. So, you know, if nothing else, family, if you got a bunch of copper around, I'd be holding on to that because that's going to put a major dent. I had got some of those those nickels you were talking about. Now, yeah. these nickels look like copper. You, I mean, they're not really silver. You could see the the brown. You know, you could see the copper. I have never seen nickels that show that much. Most of nickels are silver. Well, that's my understanding. So it makes you wonder sometimes, is copper really reddish or is it being alloyed or something when they make nickel? I'm sure it's probably being alloyed with nickel to turn it into, you know, some of the silver look. But I mean, you always add add an alloy to copper to keep it from tarnishing because look at the uh, copper Statue of Liberty. You turn green, you know, do the rainwater, you know, so keep that from happening. Mm. You have to add tin or aluminum or something else in it to give it a finish from um, tarnishing. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That, that, yeah, that's exa- exactly what Tommy said. It's exactly what I've read, too, myself. And my understanding is nickels have more copper than nickel. <laughs> so, yeah, my understanding I've read is it's that. 90% copper. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. But when you, you, know, when you look at it, like I say, uh, I never seen nickel that that had looked at brown, almost like a penny. They're not that deep, but I never seen like a brown nickel, and that's what these nickels look like. So I guess you really know that the copper is there. Well, a lot of Indian head nickels are definitely uh, fit the hue of what you're talking about. They I'm, mm-hmm. now those are pretty easy to get a hold to still you know uh, if you can get a head to get a hold to those those have a lot of copper in them from my understanding. Okay. Um, my, another thing is with the pennies I do my my understanding with them is as well is the pennies still retain uh, copper with brass or copper with uh, bronze all the way up until yeah. 19, 1981. And after that, it's all galvanized, uh, galvanized metal, basically just colored, painted, uh, uh, electroplated, uh, you know, that type of uh, <laughs> uh, chain link fencing, you know, type of material, mm-hmm. that metal. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much mm-hmm. what the copper, I, I mean, pennies mm-hmm. are today. So a lot of the pennies I was looking at, they said mostly bronze. Yeah, that's what the last production up until 1981 became. So, you know, just just to say that, you know, that, you know, pennies are worth every bit of the millions that we all strive to try to get in one walk. So, you know, this is kind of the beauty in it. You get a chance to get into this. Hey, you know, I would even encourage everybody, attack it from a small leisurely expense. How many of us smoke weed or whatever we do? You probably spend that a hundred dollars. You probably spend that truthfully in a day. You see what I'm saying? So I would mm-hmm. encourage the family if you're if you're still up against the 
defense about it, you know, and I, I can understand why because it's, it's language and terminology, but it's still what you're doing anyway, you know, with your debit cards and stuff. It's just something a little more different because you have control, you know, of the environment that you're in. in. So that that's a bit different, you know, when you start talking to people where big, big businesses being exchanged, that's an incentive that we may not recognize at our level. Of, of of economics or income, but to tag along to these people to leech on while they're allowing you because <clears throat> one thing you can look at this whole cryptocurrency market as is these are big companies already that's established. You're talking IBM, all these type of people who are basically putting it out there. You can buy stock for pennies, something that you can't do at the New York Stock Exchange. But they're actually presenting it to you in a way where when you buy in, it's almost like crowdfunding, startup or some new innovation that they're seeking uh, venture capital for. So in essence, you're really buying in to these companies. And some of what I'm hopefully can share tonight will give you an understanding of what it really means to be buying into some of this stuff and how it can be used. And something we did learn, you know, because the question keeps coming up about, you know, how to liquefy these these cryptocurrencies so people can get to it right away. Basically, if you need to get groceries and you can't wait, you know, <clears throat> to for the stock market to open up and try to sell you stuff and then got to wait another week to get a check. This This right here eliminates all that in the sense that, you know, you can take your cryptocurrency from what we what we were told today, XRP, since we talked about that last week. Um, you can take and convert it through an a exchange called BitPay. That's one of many. You can write that down, family, if, if y'all not aware of it. It's called BitPay. That's one of many. That will take your cryptocurrency, whether it be Bitcoin, XRP, whatever you're using, Ethereum, convert it right into your your homeland currency. So in this case, you know, straight to U.S. dollars. So you can get to it instantly, within seconds, no hold up. You ain't got to wait for the bank to open up tomorrow. You don't have to wait for an overnight transfer through online. You get it instantly, like Cash App. I think this is kind of what we should look at that is. I've never used Cash App, but it seems to be like that. Thomas, you got something you want to say, bro? Or, Bev, you got any questions? No. Got it, Mike. Thomas? Thomas? Oops, I hit mute. Um, My bad. Um, I look at it. I think I mentioned it last show. Uh, We had... In the early 90s, the dot-com phenomenon, internet was fresh and new, Um, the new big deal. uh, Everybody started opening up their own dot-coms, and uh, once they had a bubble bust, there was a few left. So imagine if you would have bought stock in Amazon.com or Google.com, eBay.com, Priceline, Expedia, um, all of those companies that are online only started out as part of that dot-com bubble, and only a few of them 
had the business model and everything to be a long-term, have a company that have longevity and success. Some of them fell at the wayside, and some of them survived, you know, and that's the same thing that's going to happen with these coins. Uh, from what I understood, like Ramon said, we spoke to a banker today. Some of these coins are worth the investment right now because you can see the long-term success already is there. And some of them, they sound promising, but it's a possibility that they don't have the long-term um, success business model with something that has to play out. In the meantime, when the dot-com um, started, Everyone was making money when it first started, you know, just off the promises that what these companies were going to be able to provide was worth in the investment. And if you were bought into it early and got out at the right time, you made money. Some people kept their money in and believed in something that was never going to happen and they lost everything. Uh, what I think um, one of the things you can do, uh, knowing that, is, you know, invest smartly in some to make money, you know, real quick money, quick come up in a few years, you know, let it bubble up and get out, you know, and don't don't even look back. Some of them, uh, some of them like XRP and others, they're worth the long time investment. So it'd be best to look at those more like a stock that you invested in, um, something that you plan on um, using when you retire or leaving behind to your loved ones, like uh, actual asset that will last. You know, some of these things, uh, some of these um, coins, um, honestly, just won't make it. You know, it's just like um, how many dot-coms, they just not here anymore. Or they got bought out and consolidated and formed into just one big company, and people lost out on things, or they got a little compensation. So the, the, the point now, all I have to say is that we're at the beginning of this bubble. It's going to burst. You know, that all bubbles burst, but um, to be at it before it even bubbles up, you know, if this is the chance to get in it, get some money, uh, be smart, get out in some things, and some things you stay in for the long term. If you stayed in Amazon for the long term, if you bought an Amazon when it was $8 a stock just because you believed in it, and now it's worth, what, $3,400 a stock. So you, you came up, you know what I'm saying? But some of those companies you invested in, they didn't make it. So it, um, the research that I think that we uh, Ramon has given so far is we spoke about uh, XRP, a coin that we both have a lot, think that is scared to be around for the long term. We spoke about Rechain. Uh, after speaking to the banker today, he's not 100% um, sure because it doesn't have the same backing. That's one of those that, hey, that's a gamble. You know what I'm saying? You invest in it. It's less than a penny. So, you know, you're not going to lose too much if you, you put a little in it. But I think the XRP is where I'm focused at as far as um, long-term investment. And the beauty of all these coins, one thing uh, you, you can rest assured is a lot of your coins, one thing XRP allows is they allow you to spend your coin across their platform as well. So, you know, if you're invested in, you know, let's say uh, Elrond, you know, <clears throat> You can spend across the X, XRP ledger as well, or the platform as well. So these things are proving that they're going to have a use, and they're going to become something central for some type of process of fin uh, operations around of finance. Something I would say we should also keep in mind too. You know, think about this. You really got to keep this in mind when you think about the, what we're talking about here. 
the 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 close down due to the 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 pandemic uh propagation is proving one thing look at this look at this the retail stores or industries that are a- able to weather the actual shutdowns one thing we know is most of the moms, moms and pop stores are definitely going away. And look at what the big retail stores are saying. I think it's been mentioned on here a couple of times that some of the stores like Trader Joe's, I think it was, and Whole Foods won't even take cash. So they're already pushing you with knowing that the competition has been pushed out of the way anyway. Mm-hmm. They get the luxury of controlling the medium of exchange. And at this point in time, they want it on there anyway. <clears throat> so, it benefits you to know that ahead of time why they're even doing it so you can get in at the at the grassroots level, which this is what we're at, is at the grassroots level to invest. Because I can guarantee you this market here in the next two years, you won't be afford to get into most of these uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. You'll be outpriced. So you'll be back to doing what you're doing today. You'll just have to, you know, find a way to make some money in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, working a job or whatever you call it. And that would be your regular rigor remote. So this is something where most people may not see it as a wealth wealth tool, but we got a banker on the line. I was informed he's actually on the line. So if it's okay with Thomas at some point, okay. I'd like to bring him in. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I just, I, I read, um, I read what's the, what's, go, ahead. Mm-hmm. go ahead, Thomas. No, no, I was going to um, just say, yeah, add him in. And I just wanted to piggyback just slightly off what you said. Uh, in the in this during this pandemic, as I read last week, ninety two percent of all the transactions, um, purchases made was digital. So people were sitting at home ordering stuff. People were ordering yeah. their food from seamless Uber Eats. So uh, moms and pop shops who weren't set up in that fintech system, exactly. they failed. Uh-huh. Now, if you owned a yeah. restaurant and you were already dealing with seamless. And um, you were having a bunch of deliveries. All this did was just boosted your deliveries. So you you you're still gonna be able to stay afloat because you were already involved in the fintech, the financial technology to make your business operate. But if you sell hats, you know, and you didn't have a to sell your hats on eBay and Amazon and stuff, you you you're gonna be belly up um, after this whole thing is said and done. And that's all I wanted to mm-hmm. add, bro. And and you're absolutely right. I have a friend that sells cheesecake, and it was another person that sell it. And she had delivery. She had just got the delivery, uh, started delivering before all this happened. Now she's so busy, she can't even keep up with the demand. And I'd rather play this game than go to the corner store and play the lottery game. Exactly. And then think about this, Auntie. Look, you, you go to the ATM to draw money out. Even at the banking institutes, they still tra- charge you a, a minimum of $3. Now, some ATMs mm-hmm. are, are are set up to charge you $3 on one end, which is the end you receive your cash at, and then the yeah. bank institutes you, actually bank <laughs> charges you again yeah. for using that ATM. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, so you – in the speed of the, the 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 rapidity, you know how rapid this stuff moves. People don't need. I mean, literally, like you know, the the banker's name is Tony, so I want to respect him. We call him by his name. Okay. You know, t- Tony. You know, like he's saying, man, people want these type of services at a level that we don't play at yet. You know, you're talking at levels of where 
somebody might be needing to send a hundred thousand dollars over to another country. This is the big difference between. Uh, matter of fact, let me give you the example I gave him, and his response was, "That's absolutely correct." <laughs> It's almost like today we're still working with a system financially, whether it's from finances, uh, medical record, personal data of any kind you think of, like the Pony Express. The guy get the letter from the sender. He got to ride it all the way to the next town. They hand it off to another guy who hands it off to another guy who hands it off to another guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, now you got. I, I mean, but each one of those people have to be paid. They're on the clock, right? That's a that's an expense. Right. That's a fee. You know, all this stuff eliminates so much that we don't realize takes and chips at our paychecks. Your your income, your, the stuff that you go to nine to five every day. You don't know that it chips at your paycheck, but it really does. You know what I'm saying? Um, you didn't got taxed. Now you got to go over and give up fees just to cash the check or just to spend the money that you already earned anyway. So you're really being taxed every time you use the money. And here's a system that does not do that. I don't really know how we can lose with that and at the same time gain stock within these companies and benefit on their growth so we can cash out and do our thing. You know, because it's been mentioned, you know, we can build our own cryptocurrencies on these platforms. That's something that if we got developers out there would be a strong, you know, uh, voice for us. Yeah, and, you know, I, I always had a problem, you know, doing finance on the Internet because they can shut it down. But, I mean, everything is a gamble. It's a risk. So it's like, and usually people who take the risk, they use these ones that really be successful. It's the ones that want to be cautious. I'm not saying be careless, but it's the ones that don't want to take a risk. They usually don't go nowhere. But you see the big money people, most of them take some kind of risk, It could be, but even though it's a calculated <coughs> risk. Well, let me give you some investment ideas. But before I do, Thomas, and before we go any further, why don't we uh, check in? Uh, well, brother, Mr. why are we bringing the Pinko on? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want him to leave. Well, he, he's he on, need to push number one. Tell him he's on one. 704, Auntie Bear. Oh, I see a 704. Okay, let me see. Yes. Oh, okay, here he is. Good evening, 704. Thanks for joining us. Hi, it's Tony. Hey, what's up, Tony? Peace, brother Tony. Peace, peace. Um, Brother Tony is uh, the good brother Rio who falls in all the time from the 404. This is his his cousin, and uh, he's a banker. Uh, I I don't know if he feels comfortable saying what banker institution he works at, so he's a banker. It's an official banker. Okay. Oh, everyone heard of him. Okay. So, um, okay. brother, if you could just give us your uh, insight on uh, XRP and why you think it'll be around in the future, why you think it's a sound investment for, and I, when I, our audience is obviously black, so we're not the richest people in the world. Why do you think that this is a good thing for us to get involved? Right. Well, let me preface everything by saying, um, first, peace to your audience and, and peace to the host. Um, let me Peace first start by saying, absolutely. Let me let me start off by saying I'm 
what I'm about to share is not financial advice. This is just education, right? Mm-hmm. You take the education and you run with it however you choose, but it is education. Right, so XRP. Um, so what interests me with, 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 with XRP in terms of the, the technology, you know, I, I'm in IT. Um, my background is IT with, within the banking community. Um, so it was the technology that interests me long before any investments or anything like that, uh, the, the, the technology. And honestly, that's what um, this community should be interested in is the technology. The money will come, but the technology and understanding that technology will help you be a smart investor. Um, so with XRP, what I like about XRP is they are a direct, uh, competitor to um, to Swift. Now, I'm not certain if the the audience is familiar with Swift, but anytime you make a cross border payment um, from this country to another country, um, more than likely you are using uh, the Swift platform. So all the major banks in this country use Swift um, as a platform in order to facilitate their um, wire transfers from one country to another cross border payment. Um, the SWIFT platform today is a messaging service. Um, we can boil it down to a messaging service. And to relate it even more to folks that may not be familiar with technical terms, um, just look at it like an emailing service. It's nothing more than a, an email service. And what happens is if you go into a bank and you want to do a, a wire transfer, um, that bank is going to use the SWIFT platform and they're going to in- initiate on the SWIFT platform that wire transfer. There's a couple of things that are in play when that happens. Number one, that bank had to already have a, what's called a Nostros and a Vostros account, which is a source and target account, which means they had to already have money in their, lo- their, their target location, I mean the source location where they are locally, as well as in the region of where they're sending their money. They had to have millions of dollars already lying dormant on that end in order to be accessed. And the reason for that is because the banks in Mexico, the banks in India, the banks in Africa, China, they don't trust each other. They don't trust the the other banks that they're dealing with. So SWIFT is the mediator in between. So all the banks have to agree that we're going to trust this one source in the middle to facilitate our transactions, and we'll trust that. We can't trust each other, but we'll trust that. So once that money is sent or message is sent to the target location, again, having to have that money already there, then they will allow your money to be deducted and, give, and given to your, uh, your family member or whoever you're trying to send to. Now, your family, your family member may get that money within an hour or maybe half a day, depending on how many hops it had to, do to, to go through to get there. So that's great. Your, your family member got the money in a day, and it seems as if all is well, right? But what happens on the back end is it takes three to five times longer business days before the banks themselves settle because all that really happened was a message was sent from one location to the next, but no, no real money was exchanged. So that settlement process has to happen on the back end to settle those dollars um, between the banks. Um, what XRP is offering in competition with SWIFT is what we call real-time settlement. That means 
if the bank were to use the Ripple RippleNet or the Ripple platform as opposed to using Swift, what would happen is <clears throat> they would use the Ripple. They would initiate the wire transfer on the RippleNet. RippleNet will, at that level of the platform, will be used similarly like a messaging system to the the other uh, the, uh, to the local region. Let's say Mexico in this case, right? And in a similar fashion would happen, it, but it but it would happen a much much quicker. It would happen within seconds. I think they say somewhere between one to three seconds. Um, and at that point, it, it is settled. Um, what makes it even better is the platform even better that SWIFT cannot do is offer real-time and settlement without the banks having to have a Nostros and a Vostros account. Now, imagine, imagine a major bank who has not millions, but in, in some cases billions scattered across all the regions across the world in, in, in those Nostros and Vostros accounts where um, that's money that's not on their books, right? Those monies are not, not, uh, not what they can consider from a quarter-to-quarter basis as capital or profit. Imagine you have a platform that will allow you to bring that money back onto your books, those millions of dollars back onto your books, because it's no longer needed in order to use this platform, right? So now you have the, the, the Ripple platform where a bank is initiating a wire transfer on behalf of a customer, and what happens with the RippleNet, once they use XRP, the token, um, they have an exchange, an, a cryptocurrency exchange, so that U.S. dollar gets converted to uh, XRP on the, on the exchange, on the cryptocurrency exchange, and then it gets sold again. It gets converted again to that local currency in that region, in that local region, which is why they, don't, they no longer have to have a, a, a target Vostros account anymore, right? So that happens in a matter of seconds, in a matter of seconds, by the use of using that token or the coin XRP, um, getting that, that conversion into the local pesos, again, this is the Mexico scenario, into the local currency uh, pesos, they don't have to have that millions of dollars located in that region anymore. They can make this wire transfer without having that. So in direct competition with, uh, um, with, with SWIFT, and, and trust me, SWIFT right now carries about 90% of the financial institutions and banks, they carry about 90% of those wire transfers right now. Um, so you're talking about a, a, a platform like Rip, the RippleNet revolutionizing the cross-border payments by, by allowing the banks to do real-time settlement and it not taking three to five business days anymore, not having to have those no-strokes and vote-strokes accounts anymore, putting that money back on their books, and because they can send 500000 or a million dollars for less than a dollar in transaction fees, just wrap your brain around that. Million dollars being sent for less than a dollar, for pennies. They can now charge their customers less, and they also, because they're not being charged on the SWIFT network a high fee, they're getting they're recouping money back from an efficiency standpoint, operational efficiency standpoint. And so it's a win-win for the customer and the bank. So that. I see, I see really XRP uh, or Ripple revolutionizing the cross-border payment industry. So I hope I was, I hope that wasn't, I hope I didn't ramble on. No, you were thorough, brother. You were very thorough. 
you were very thorough in um in explaining why there's a necessity for this coin, and those reasons are exactly why I think this coin will be around for I don't want to say forever, but at least for the immediate future, uh, and geared to be around for the long term, like Amazon was, like Google was, like some of those dot coms were. This one is has a very good business model, and it has a necessity right now. And it answers a problem, solves a problem. Uh, the best thing about technology, technology is art that solves a problem. This is true technology right here. Uh, and uh, just to piggyback on what you say, because a lot of the family that listens to uh, these different platforms download them from other countries. Uh, if you're in a, a poor uh, uh, situation, poor situation in Mexico, let's just say you're in Africa. And it might not it might take some time for your regional banks and your local banks to be able to cover that um that that US have that currency on hand to be able to get you your money. So it takes even longer. This is instant, you know what I'm saying? And we have a lot of uh, is there any way that per se, um we as the family we buy up a bunch of these coins. Is there any way we could set up a business around um uh, be in the exchange like um, if someone from Africa comes to us or someone from Mexico comes to us and we even undercut the bank's transaction fee to make that transaction for them. Uh, absolutely. So, you, you could do, you could definitely do that. However, um, in order to act as an exchange, um, there are certain banking regulations and, and the rules that you'd have to follow, or financial institution rules that you'd have to follow in order to be above board on that. Um, so, I mean, yes, it's possible you can do that. And, yes, you can charge cheaper rates and undercut, um, you know, the major institutions that are currently doing that. Um, but just keep in mind, there's, you, would, you would almost have to file for being a financial institution or a banking institution. Otherwise, I know of some instances where people have tried that and they've come after them. Um, so as long as you do it above board, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely possible. Possible. Is it is it possible then? You made me. Thomas made me think of this. How about if we created our own micro ecosystem and created truth to power coin, and we did the change, we did the check cashing in our ecosystem? Would we still be? compelled to banking rule regulations because one thing we know about blockchain is if we can create our own currencies and exchange them, the whole benefit is to say anonymity. And on top of that is we're also saying that this is what keeps us from having to have our, our money being taxed or fees applied to it. So could we bypass those banking regulations by keeping the exchange of the check cashing amongst our little micro system of cryptocurrency? Um, so I wouldn't advise um, trying to go do anything other than above board from a tax standpoint. Um, especially, I'm, and, what, and we're broadcasting. What, what about? We're broadcasting. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, so, you, don't, you don't want to do nothing outside of the rules and regulation. What about if you um, are a private banker? Because they come under different uh, rules too, don't they? They they do. Um, but here's the thing: you mm-hmm. can see the the power of cryptocurrency is you are literally once you have a wallet, you have to 
we've been socially conditioned to see ourselves as, as you know, capitalist uh, type of you know the way we look at the economy. You you can you can build a community around a cryptocurrency. Um, however, you, and I kind of lost my thought, but you have to see. We, we definitely have to look at ourselves differently. You can be your own bank in the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. world. Literally, once you anybody with a wallet is their own bank. Look at the power of crypto. Look at the power of cryptocurrency. If you have a wallet, right? Let's say you have an XRP wallet or a Bitcoin wallet. I have an XRP wallet and a Bitcoin wallet. Look at what happens today. You can actually send me money, right? You can send me uh, fifty dollars via XRP, your XRP wallet or your Bitcoin wallet. As long as I have uh, that wallet as well, you can send me that. You can do that without a bank. The bank is no longer the middleman. The only reason we use banks today is because we don't trust one another. The same thing with cross-border payments. So the reason we need the reason the banks exist today, but when we write a check, it's just so that that mortgage company we're writing the check to. Because I, I, I'm, the bank is saying we are authorizing and legitimizing this guy's check that he does have the funds. The, with cryptocurrency, the ledger, the decentralized ledger itself is the bank. It is the one who is authorizing that transaction. You don't need a bank anymore. You, you see what I'm saying? So you have the power to be your own bank when you, when you simply have a wallet. So we're all bankers when you have a wallet. So we have to looking at ourselves differently in that community. So think about it from that standpoint and think, okay, if I'm a bank, what can I do? Start asking that question, and then those other answers, uh, those other answers to your question will start to follow. If I'm a bank, what Perfect. can I do? You see what I'm Perfect. saying? That's the asset. But what, that we there's were different kind of, you know, are you talking about the, the commercial bank, uh, public bank, private bank? You got, you know, the uh, federal. Federal Reserve, um, you know, it's different position, different. With that wallet, what kind of bank would you be? You are, um, you are the holder of your own private key. You are the okay. controller of your own money, and what you can mm-hmm. do with that money is completely up to you. In other words, if I want to, I can lend you money at a certain interest rate. There's mm-hmm. nothing preventing me from doing that. I can lend you money because I'm a bank. There's no middleman telling me I can't do that. However, so if I set that up as, a, if I set that mm-hmm. up as a, you know, in terms of making profit, now I have to, I have to file and and, and do the things that are necessary not to <laughs> have me put in jail. I would do right. the things necessary in order to be able to do that. But could I do that? Why would I not do that? I'm a bank. Why would I not want to do that? But from my understanding, banks can only communicate with other banks. They they can only deal yeah. with one bank to another the, bank. They can't just deal with the, us on the individual. Well, here's what I think I'm getting from the him. Traditional uh, bench, you're right. Tony, here's what I think I'm getting, too. It also takes off the burden of uh, loan sharking penalties because when you're, loans, when you're lending out cash, you're dealing with somebody's intellectual property, which is the Federal Reserve. Is that correct? Um, or a patent property. You are, you, you are correct. You are correct if you are lending fiat money. 
If you're right. lending that's... this government's money, you're absolutely correct. If you're lending okay. your own money, that is not correct. Okay, so how cryptocurrency <clears throat> helps our audience to understand the banking privilege that they get without having to deal with street politics where, you know, you're lending your friend $50 and you're trying to tell them to give you back, you know, 75 or something, and they find out and then you get jammed up with the law talking about you. So you've just answered that much. So basically we get the chance to lend out money at interest rates that we pre that we determine, you know, or agreed upon with the person that's going to uh, do this. And because we are the actual owner of the currency, this is what I'm trying to get out there. This is where the power comes in. You don't own fiat paper or the Federal Reserve note, but when you buy Absolutely. cryptocurrency, you are the actual owner. Is that what I keep hearing? Is the power in this, are, all this? You are the owner of that digital asset, right? So here, but take it a step further. Take it a step further. You know, we talked about well, what if we created our own currency? So right. So at that, if you if you're dealing with XRP, you're dealing with someone else's platform. Right, but if you start your own cryptocurrency and your own platform, then yes, you do own that. So you're writing an instrument of exchange, a medium of exchange. Would that be correct? Absolutely. Okay, Bev. That's what I think. Bev is trying to. If not, I know that's the language she speaks in with with some other information she deals in. That um. This is where, Bev, the private part of what you guys like Yusuf L be talking about, where you get to exercise what he's talking about. Now you bring it back out of – I guess what he's saying is when you bring it back offline, it's a private matter, and you, you're, you're, all this is to you. The ownership of it is saying how – I mean, you're, you're buying the ownership of it, so you get to do it with it as you cho- so choose and distribute it out how you want to. So it's becoming an instrument, I guess, to to create your own shares. Is that is that a is that an easier way of saying it, Tony? You're creating shares out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's digital. They're digital assets, right? It's it's, it's uh, they're they're what today the government refers to as commodities, right? So digital assets today, these digital currencies today, are considered commodity commodities because the U.S. has not deemed Coin or any other cryptocurrency legal tender. Until it's deemed legal tender, it's considered on the trading market as a commodity. In the same way that gold, silver, pork bellies, all the, any commodity you can think about, it's equated in that same fashion. So, with everything that you said, I'm a firm believer this is actually what the central bank has been looking for. It's, they, it fell into their laps because of some of the hacking that took place that had to make them pay attention, you know, because they ended up having to pay ransom. I think the city of Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, where y'all at or where Mario's at, had to pay out um, uh, so many millions. Of, well, wine cry is what they uh, want to cry was the hack that, that took over Atlanta. And basically they were demanding so many millions of dollars be paid out in cryptocurrency. Basically, the state had to pay into you know from their bank account to a direct digital account, and they would wash the money by buying up other cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? So, anyway, you know, just to, to say that to say that I see this as something the central banks, and this is why I think people should really pay attention because they're going to buy this up. 
one reason you can t- I can bank on that one is because the gold backing all the cryptocurrency right now is Bitcoin. So blockchain and Bitcoin, ain't, blockchain need Bitcoin, and Bitcoin ain't going nowhere because all the world's wealth, the transfer of the wealth, from what I can see, has been converted into Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is is, is the actual gold backing standard of all cryptocurrency, and it it shows that. The central bank, what they want to do is just what they've always been doing, but got better access to watching and seeing and monitoring all financial transactions. But see, where Bitcoin becomes a favor to the power, the money people, is because it holds all that anonymity, you know, that you can function anonymously with this stuff. So why would they give up their black market when they themselves push drugs through you know, all the, the countries in, in Canon and their transactions, you know, have to be hidden. This is the perfect hideout for even the biggest of people that we know to be engaged in, you know, human trafficking and everything else. This, one, it, one creates the other, and they both need each other. Absolutely. But things are changing and that in both of those areas, the, the human trafficking and the, the uh, ju- drugs. Yes, I'll go into Bitcoin. They are heavy under attack. Now I yeah, want to ask yeah, you. Down so, on. yeah, so you saying bitcoins is a commodity? So what a person yeah. needs to do is study and uh, understand what a commodity is. So you have a, a, a in the rules and regulations, so you know how to handle your bitcoin. Yes, ma'am. Uh, from, a, from, a, from, a tra- from a trading standpoint, absolutely. If you're going to trade okay. uh, any cryptocurrency, you should understand that from a commodities uh, perspective, how, mm-hmm. you know, what are the rules and regulations of commodity trading so that you know mm-hmm. that you know, if, I, if I buy this, um, am I selling this a week from now? If I buy XRP today, am I selling it a week from now? What 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 tax rate am I going to get taxed on for selling it a week later mm-hmm. versus if I mm-hmm. buy and hold a year later? What tax table am I falling into by holding it long term? So you want to get taxed mm-hmm. differently based on short term and long term. So for you folks who are think about tra- thinking about trading cryptocurrency, keep that keep in mind that the tax uh, table is different for short term trading than it is for holding it long term. You get taxed less for holding it long term. You get you actually get rewarded for holding on to it. And then you know, like with the fiat, you know, some people look at that that everything is a gift. You know, so a lot of people are using like seven oh nine taxes. You know, uh, are using that because they they looking at it as a gift, and you know you. You were able to, uh, I think it goes up to 300 and something thousand uh, that you can give for something. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we got to find out what tax bracket this is. This is, you know, how would you do this? Would you do this under like a 7009? Would you do it under um, a, 10, a 1041? You know, it's it's just. I mean, it's all, all this is a learning experience. So this is adding to. You know, yeah, let me, let this me is give what your, we need let, to understand. Let me give your Go audience uh, something else to, to think about here, from a standpoint of being okay. interested in, in cryptocurrencies. Um, 
So if you look, if you are someone who already invests in the stock market, whether in you know small scale or large scale, um, mm-hmm. I can tell you, the multi-billionaires have a I mean, the ones who are buying into this, they have a philosophy that at least one percent of their portfolio is going to be in cryptocurrency. They are mm-hmm. hedging cryptocurrency against the U.S. dollar or against the U.S. economy, the market. Um, it's a hedge. In the same way that folks hold gold and silver as a hedge, people now are starting to understand the power of cryptocurrency as being a hedge against the dollar, right? So think about what's happening today with the U.S. dollar in the last six months, right? right? The last nine months. Right. The last right. quarter, last quarter, 2019, the U.S. printed trillions of dollars to try to save the stock market. They infused I mean, they, they turned on the printing machine and just started just printing money like crazy. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, uh, Catch Me If You Can, when he was printing up all them false checks. <laughs> keep, trying oh, not yeah. to get caught. I think yeah. 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 that's what it – you just yeah. imagine that. That's, they just turned on the printing machine. And mm-hmm. when you have that kind of uh, infusion into the market – it is a short-term bubble. It's a short-term bubble. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. happens is you've, you've now increased the supply. You've increased the supply, which have lowered the demand. Anytime you have an influx of supply, there's less demand because it's easy to get. There's too much of it. That devalues the, the asset, which is the dollar. So more and more, we keep devaluing this dollar, and it's worth less. What you can buy $50 today in a grocery store is a lot different than what you would get $50 50 years ago or 25 years ago. Right. You can come out with five, right. bag, five bags of groceries. You might come out with a few candy bars today, you know, depending mm-hmm. on the candy bar. Um, so if the, the dollar is, to, is current, constantly being devalued. So cryptocurrency is a great hedge against the dollar. Hence, Absolutely. I got a question. Uh, actually, I got two. One of them is in regards to, um, you know, the, what you've been saying in the straw man. I don't know if you're familiar with the straw man and all of that. If not, it's not a valuable question. I, I know you all related to Rio, so he knows all about it. Either way, what courses of study would you recommend for the young people listening to get in to be able to make their own crypto assets to learn this from a, a – you know, more professional standpoint, uh, what, what courses of study, because um, I, I work at the exchange, and I work where people, they like programs to, algorithms to uh, disseminate the, the the numbers to be able to sell to the clients uh, what they think is going to happen in the future, and that's pretty much what they people are buying, you know, to figure out where they should invest it in the future. What what is in the, in the, at the exchange they just created for last year? Uh, they they opened up a whole group for crypto, the main office. But at, um, all that to say, what what courses of study do people get in to get into that? You know, is that just something people just because a lot of the people I meet that are doing the programming, they just come from another country. They've been doing it since they're a kid. They don't really have any. Uh, I would say like a degree from here or something, you know, they just know how to do it, you know, but what, what is the, the course of study someone would get in 
when we spoke earlier, you said that pretty soon even your job would be obsolete in IT. Like, what what course of study should we be telling people to get it? Because we spoke earlier, lawyers, accountants, you know, all of those jobs aren't going to be necessary. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, I, there are some uh, colleges that are starting to offer uh, blockchain technology as a as course offerings, right? To, to understand and learn about um, blockchain technology, um, you, you can also get it online. I, I would suggest going to like a Udemy, uh, Udemy dot com, and just put in blockchain um, things that that are going to come up, um, different price levels and things like that. That that will be good. Um, I'm not going to endorse one or the other, or right? I'm not going to endorse any, any company out there that's doing it, but I will say go to udemy.com and there's, there's a wealth of opportunities to get in or to learn online how to create a uh, cryptocurrency or, or, or build a blockchain, right. From scratch. Um, and, but again, if you're already a student in college and you're, you, you know, you, you know, you're wondering if your uh, institution is, is, is offering those type things more than likely they are. Right. I mean, we've come that far uh, ahead in, in, in with technology that these schools don't want to be left behind either. Uh, they won't they don't want to be the last one to the dance. So they're starting to offer. I mean, I've seen YouTube videos of Duke University um, having uh, lectures on blockchain technology where they aired it on YouTube. But it was right in class. You know, so these schools are starting to offer it. You can learn them online. Um, and most and honestly, it's just programming. Right. Um, so the some of the languages that are being used are um, uh, Python. I don't I don't know what the techies out there or non techies out there would understand these languages, but I know Python is something that's that's used heavily. Um, .NET is, is is used. I mean, there's there's a host of different languages that languages that are used. And if you just learn those languages, you can then uh, launch a catapult into one of these. Um, uh, blockchain technology. And so some of these startup blockchain companies, if you just understand the languages that they use, if they use Python, if they use um, .NET or whatever they use, if you have that, um, they will hire you because you understand how to program in that language and they can show you the rest, you know, um, and that's a way to get started with one of these startup companies. Um, but I would say because this is so, this is early adoption and so new, a lot of people are learning this stuff on their own. Right, YouTubing, mm-hmm. uh, just taking mm-hmm. online courses. They're they're picking picking this stuff up on their own because these institutions aren't all that up to par just yet with offering, right? So we're we're at the beginning. Like somebody mentioned earlier about dot com and how things were back in the dot com days. Um, you know, people were ha- forced to learn things before they were offered in colleges, before they were offered in formal classroom settings. People were forced to learn things or gather things on their own. And we're at that point now with blockchain technology. So I would I would definitely refer yeah. you to YouTube YouTube University. Yeah, I remember yeah. when the computer thing all came out and I went online and I did the the Word and Excel and all that stuff they were offering for Microsoft. And I got a job just because I went in and I passed the test doing that stuff, you know, and I learned it all <laughs> online. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, now you said that they just passed. They just passed a a law that now is more about 
is now so they're not looking at the degree you have; they're looking at the knowledge you have now. So companies absolutely. Are, absolutely. are looking, yeah. 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 Uh, Trump, the administration, Trump administration, actually, what you're talking about, Auntie Bev, they um, they mm-hmm. made it now at the federal. It's I don't know if it's at the state level, but it's definitely in the federal okay. market that. They, right. they are no longer uh, soliciting degree workers because the the degree right. workers are not having the skill set, and they're passing up on people with the actual skill sets to do the mm-hmm. job. So that was a good move, I think, in my opinion, because skill set yeah. and degree two different things. Yeah. Well, we don't have folks that are, are being prepared for the, the the new work environment that we have today. The the education system that we have is is antiquated. The whole um, you know, um, uh, uh, Rockefeller, Carnegie Mellon setup that we are still learning from um, is antiquated, and, and it's time to to reeducate ourselves. A lot of people are going to yeah. YouTube University. <laughs> YouTube, yes, that's YouTube. right. <laughs> well, for people like people like Ramon who um, work with their hands. You know, they, they have a lot of skills, electrician, knows how to do plumbing and all those things. Yeah. They, this is the perfect type of time for them uh, because, you know, the resume is thrown out the door. All he has to do is show pictures of his work, set up a page, and he's yeah. in that new economy as long as he has a way to get money sent to him from whoever he does the job for, smart contracts, you know. You know, it, it's really going to be good. Uh, with everyone, I have a concept going on, brother, the – I don't know if you're familiar with the straw man, but the straw man going digital. Are you familiar with the straw man concept? Uh, not not for, not using that terminology, but go ahead and explain, and I'll let you know if it's something that's new to me or something I, I know in a different fashion. Well, under the concept, just just the, the the main point I wanted to make is everyone's a corporation, you know, under that uh, concept. But you now saying everyone's a base. I'm like, wow, you know, like this is this is the next step to the store, man, uh, where everyone's a, con- uh, a corporation, you know, to everyone now having, you know, banking, you know, like um, how you can set up a EIN and, and work as a corporation. You know, you could probably operate as a bank just by filling out certain paperwork, you know, in the next few years. Um, that's no, you can do, I mean. You can do that now. I mean, I'm a private bank. You just go get your EIN. Take five minutes. Yeah. So yeah, and and I agree with. I I think I know what you mean by the straw man. I just didn't understand it by using that terminology. But if you're talking about, you know, we're, when we were born, we we're all considered a a literal corporation. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's why. Our, our, our our names are all in all caps because we are a corporation. Um, so I, I I knew it from that standpoint. I just didn't understand the terminology straw man. Yeah, because what I'm saying is that's all on paper. You know, we're going digital. We're going to a whole new phase of humanity where everything is is not going to be a physical copy of anything anymore. Everything is going to be um, in a digital version. So the straw man, of course, will have to update itself as well. You know what I'm saying? And I've just been conceptualizing how that's going to happen. That's, that's where I was uh, going with it. I, I follow you now. I follow. Whatever, whatatever the corporations, the changes the corporations have to are going to be going through. Same concept. 
Absolutely. But see, we 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 are like you know uh, stocks because what really they put they made you when you look on your birth certificate and you see registered at the bottom. You know how you was mm-hmm. born, say on the third, and then like uh, say you was born September the third, and then September the twenty second. At the bottom of your birth certificate, when it says the registered in its name, that's when they took you to the court. That's when they when they put that made you into a bond. That's when they put that money. That's when they made you a corporation. Absolutely um, that date. That's the date. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I ain't gonna lie, man. You, you you give out so much information as quick as I can get a, a question formulated. <laughs> it just gets it gets lost in the information. I mean, so I'm like, I don't even know where to begin in some of the ones I wanted to ask. But so, so I did hear look, I, I, I did hear um, um, a, a statement made about uh, a concern that maybe you know Bitcoin or cryptocurrency could go away. They could you know. What if they turn off the internet? Um, is it yeah. all right if I speak to that? I have a concern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of my yeah. I could. Yeah, I could remember who said it, but I I, I put a, a pin in that when I heard that. I was, I, I'd like to speak to that if they allow me to. Um, so that that's a concern that I used to have as well, uh, which is why it's, uh, I have a, a tender spirit to that whole concern. Um, so if if um, you, you have to look at it this way. Bitcoin or most cryptocurrencies are decentralized. 99% of them are decentralized. And what I mean by decentralized, decentralization means it is spread across the entire world from a cryptocurrency standpoint, meaning let's, let's, take, let's just take a look at Bitcoin. It is spread across computers all over the world from major servers, warehouse, you know, warehouses of servers, all the way down to personal computers. All you have to do is have a full copy of the block of the Bitcoin blockchain, right? And you are considered a node, N-O-D-E, a node. Those nodes, those tentacles spread out all over the world. I mean, every corner of the world. And, and they're individual nodes, but they're all infused into one network is the ledger. So let's say this is how hard it is to hack Bitcoin. Um, and we'll start there, and then we'll talk about, well, what if they just turn off the Internet? Let me speak to that for a second. Um, this is how hard it is to hack the blockchain. Um, because it's on all these different computers, I mean, millions of computers, if let's say somebody um, hacks one computer, he's, he's able to hack into one person's local computer. Let's say my laptop has a local copy of it, and somebody just successfully hacks into my computer. Well, the minute I try to do any transaction on the ledger, on the on the Bitcoin ledger, all the the system itself recognizes that my blockchain has been compromised because it doesn't match everyone else's. They all have to be synced. So what happens is it's going to, the the network is going to isolate my computer away from everybody else. So they were successfully they successfully hacked my personal computer but they haven't they haven't successfully hacked the blockchain itself it is impossible if you if you if you hack into one it, that one gets isolated and taken off it is not affected by the entire network because it's decentralized you literally would have to hack mil- individually millions of computers across the world you'd have to individually do that 
That's impossible. Now, they're talking about uh, supercomputers that might be able to do that one day, but here's why you can't turn off the Internet. Because here's why you can't destroy Bitcoin by turning off the Internet. Number one, there's no switch, right? I know we think of it that way, but there's no Internet switch, right? No one company owns the entire Internet. internet. Um, Just like there's an Internet in China, there's an Internet in Japan, there's an Internet in Mexico, India, Africa. The U.S. does not control what's in China. The U.S. doesn't control what's in Japan. They can't, you, they can't just turn it off. And if you were just so lucky that you could, that they could do that and get all the countries to agree, if you look at what Elon Musk is doing, Elon Musk is creating Internet via satellite across the world. So if you wonder why is Elon sending these rockets up into space, Elon is sending rockets up into space because he is, he is distributing satellites up there so that everyone can have Internet in the most remote places in Africa or any, you know, it, just anywhere. Everybody can have access to the Internet via satellite. So if you decided right. to turn off the Internet, people would just switch to satellite. Cannot, the network cannot be turned off. It's not going to happen. And because, yeah. the, inter, because, the, because the, US is, the U.S. economy is, is totally entwined into the Internet, they would, they would shoot their own self in the face if they turned off the Internet. Just think about it. Before the Internet, you could, you could survive without the Internet. Today, there's nothing you do that doesn't involve the Internet outside of taking a shower. Yeah, because <laughs> so, I heard they, that they put that in the ether. You know, I guess that's what the satellites is doing. You know, this, it's all in the ether. It's everywhere, the, the, the Internet. Yeah. With the satellites. I know if they, turn, if they turn off the Internet, your J.P. Morgan's, your Bank of America's, your, um, you know, Goldman Sachs, all these major banking industries would collapse because they all depend on the Internet. So they would not shoot themselves in the face. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to throw out the baby despite, or throw out the baby with the bathwater. They're not going to do that. They're not that, they're not that concerned about it. So what just happened yeah. with the hacking is that's just like somebody went and took Say my uh, credit card got into my credit card information, and you know, you know how people do when they take your money out your account. Is that what that was like? What just happened? Yeah, and with that's the a, hacking. Yeah, that's the, the thing about um, these these centralized companies getting hacked. Um, like I, I work for a bank, and it's, I'm not telling you guys anything that's not public knowledge. Banks mm-hmm. get hacked two or three times a day, sometimes more. Right, it's just depending on what type of scale it's on and how they recover from it. But they can easily be hacked. Banks can easily be hacked. Their systems can easily be hacked. Uh, Visa can easily be hacked. Uh, Equifax, our credit institutions, they can easily be hacked because they're centralized. That is the power of decentralization. That is the true power of having a network that is decentralized. When it's centralized. You have one point of access. All you have to do is get through one, and you and you can control or impact adversely impact the entire network. You cannot do that with a decentralized network. So we're always at risk with these companies that we deal with on a day to day basis. Never safe. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, uh, correct you on one thing, brother, where yep, you yeah. could actually. <laughs> The, the, they got the showers hooked up to the internet now, 
It used to be like hot water, you know, no cooler. So you can even take a shower. In fact, yo, they got the yo, there's the lady in the commercial, she puts the um the measuring cup under the sink. It says two point three ounces and the sink just starts pouring. It's like, oh shit, it's hooked up to Alexa. Yeah. We we're not even safe in the shower anymore. Oh my god. Not even safe, brother. <laughs> yeah, but so that's just me, how intertwined we are to it. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Tony. Uh, um, we, we spoke about it earlier, so let me get the family prepped for it because I know the question will come later. What, what, what is your feeling about the alternative altcoins? And by altcoins, you know, I'll give one example for me is, you know, outside of Bitcoin, you got XL, XRP is an altcoin. You gave us your opinion about that. I mean, what do you see in the future for some of these other altcoins? Are they worth people? You know, grabbing some, will they have any real future with the financial uh, system altogether? Um, I guess when I say that is the banking industries looking to grab up some of these, you know, just kind of hanging around like doggy coin. I think that's one that just spawned up out of nowhere. You know, I got hit with a, a text from some of the family members. What, what's your view on the altcoin? Um, so, yeah, it's pronounced Dogecoin, by the way. But I know which one we're talking about. Yeah, so, thank you. I, I, so to answer your your question, um, again, without with, without giving financial advice, um, so this is the approach I would take, right? If if uh, let me just let me share the approach I take when I'm looking at altcoins. The approach that I take when I look at when I'm looking at altcoins is the the first question that I ask is what problem is this project trying to solve? What world problem do we have that this problem, that this project is trying to solve? Hold on. I asked Hold my, on. Go ahead. Hold on right there. I, I'm glad you said it that way. I, I, I don't want to be rude. I just want that to sink in with the family. This is where your fears can be uh, minimized for those who are still on the fence about investing. The question he just said is really important. What is the end uh, purpose of the coins that you're you're investing in? Because all these coins are attached to some type of purpose. That's what I think exactly. needs to be said more often. You got coins that are attached to the medical industry. You name it. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's perfect. Um, they all, they all have a purpose. They all have the, uh, their own vision, right? So with with uh, with most altcoins. I will say you, you have quite a few. I would say most. I, I would go as far as to say most altcoins um, will not make it, right? They will not make it long term. That is not to say that if invested in, that you can't make money with them on a short-term basis, right? That's, I'm not saying that. I will say this. If Bitcoin rises, Bitcoin is the tide, and a rising tide floats all boats, and that is always true in the cryptocurrency market. So you can see Bitcoin take off and you can see some obscure cryptocurrency that just hit the just hit the uh the exchanges two weeks ago uh go from you know point one percent interest gains to two to three hundred percent gains overnight tide rising that the you know a, a Bitcoin skyrocketing can do to other coins. You know, rising tide floats all boats, and, it, and it's, it's true in, in, in Bitcoin. 
Um, so with the few altcoins that I feel that will make it, without naming too many or or being or or endorsing uh, any of these with the, in, in terms of answering this question, I will say this: your XRPs, your Ethereum's, um, your and I'll even the one you mentioned earlier, XLM, uh, V Chain. Um, I'll, I'll just speak to those for, for a second. So, um, looking at like look at V Chain, right? So today, um, the supply chain. If you think about how you know you, you've heard of, you heard the phrase everything is made in China, right? You guys have always heard that, right? So China to the U.S. there is a supply chain um, that exists that infrastructure exists from China to the U.S. right? And there's so many hops in between where when you try to track a product from China to the U.S. validating the validity or the legitimacy of that product all the way through is very difficult because you have a multitude of systems that aren't interoperable, but they're trying to talk to each other and they're trying to play well amongst each other, right? Whereas if you had a ledger system or a a blockchain that they all would reside on, right? And it would, the cryptography in that would validate that product all the way through the supply chain, um, the operating efficiencies for these companies would just, you know, um, go uh, tripod, right, tenfold. So supply chain technology that has the ten- has the uh, potential to revolutionize that industry. Um, v chain is one of those I see that has the potential to do that. However, and, and and one of the companies that is is really interested in that and probably piloting. Uh, pilot pilot testing that blockchain as we speak is Walmart. It doesn't really get any bigger than Walmart when it comes to supply chain and retail stores, right? So if Walmart is considering it, your eyebrows, your eyebrows or your eyelids should also raise, your antenna should raise, and you should want to at least research why is Walmart interested in that, right? So is it something that's going to happen in the next two years? I don't know. I don't see that happening. Uh, is it something that can happen within the next 10 years? I believe so. On the, in between now and 10 years from now, can there be money made with VeChain? VeChain is less than a penny right now. I guarantee you if um, – and this is just my experience that since 2000 – I've been involved with cryptocurrency since 2015. My experience is – if Bitcoin skyrockets, and it does from time to time, it spikes. I mean, huge spikes, thousands of you know, percent spikes. Um, a rising tide floats all boat. I've seen these altcoins that are less than a penny go 1,000 to 2,000% in you know, gains, right? So you can turn $100 into um, 10,000 easily on one of these type, um, one of these type uh, long shots. I call them long shots. However, they are just that long shots, right? Until until V Chain has a major like XRP, I can say I've I've seen XRP prove to me that it it, it works, that it, it's solving a problem uh, from a cross border payment. Because I've always known about MoneyGram, I've always had respect for MoneyGram. MoneyGram has worked; they're very similar to Western Union. When MoneyGram said we're going to we're going to pilot test this. 
and then they not only pilot test the RippleNet, they pilot tested the XRP and said, we're so convinced we're putting this in production. They put it in production. It's in production today. If you go to Walmart, and, and, and they use MoneyGram in Walmart, if you go to Walmart, go into MoneyGram, go to uh, do a wire transfer from here to Mexico or here to Africa from Walmart, you are using the RippleNet and you just don't know it because MoneyGram uses the RippleNet and XRP. So I don't have to wonder and hope that XRP is going to do this. They're doing it today as we speak in production. Is that the purpose of XRP? You say say each coin has a purpose. Yep. So XRP XRP has multiple purposes. The RippleNet Mm -hmm. that XRP um, is is leveraging, the RippleNet itself, that platform is for cross-border payments specifically, right? But the XRP blockchain is going to be used for multiple purposes. Um, they have this um, – the, the company itself, the, the, the Ripple company, um, is spending millions of dollars on research and, 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 um, and development on creating applications on the XRP platform. The music industry will be one of them. The film industry will be one of them. You'll be able to watch yep. movies or listen to music on that on the XRP platform, and that token or that coin will be used as a um, as, as, to, to, to transact on on that platform in order to pay musicians, in order to pay film uh, film artists um, directly from the internet. Right. So again, removing the bank away out of the way, you'll be able to by viewing those directly pay the contributor or the um uh the artist you'll be able to uh, listen to a song and the artist get paid by you listening to that song directly from the internet on that blockchain that removes right. banks there's no need for banks when you have that anymore and in the world That's of the music just to add to what you're saying, Tony, in the world of um, uh, it, let's just say in the world of media altogether and it, audio and visual, that removes a lot of people that you, this is why, you know, in, in so many ways you can link what he's talking about to cases like R. Kelly's. If, I ain't going to get into it now, but if y'all think about what we're talking about, you'd be able to put together what I'm saying. The publishing companies are going to be removed because of blockchain. Harry Fox Agency. ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, all these uh, writers, uh, institutes, you know, all these companies are getting ready to lose their jobs. That's what a lot of this stuff is doing And on one hand because it's removing the fact that I can get straight to my audience, my fan base. And in the case of some of the stuff, you know, hopefully we'll get to share tonight is that you'll see why dealing directly with the 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 entertainer or athlete of choice that you like, you know, you can spend directly with them. You'll you'll be starting to share in if you if you look at what they're doing, you'll be able to buy into these people's franchises as independent people. You'll have control over some. You'll have some small say into some of these people's brands and stocks that are starting to go on blockchain such as Will Smith and all of these people, they're starting to put their brands on the blockchain open to the fan base. Absolutely. Let me add Absolutely. one here. Um, you have an NBA player right now. His name is Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, plays man. for the Brooklyn Nets. And he um, it's an article on him. It's from MIT Technology Review. 
The title of the article is An NBA Star Plans to Turn His Contract into Digital Tokens and Then Sell Them. And um, the, just to read a little here, it says, It appears Spencer Dinwiddie, who plays golf for the NBA basketball team, the New York may soon get a chance may may get a chance to be the first professional athlete to tokenize his contract after all. His three he has a thirty four point three six million dollar contract. Um and the NBA fought him on this and they lost. So he got the ability to um tokenize his contract. Uh it didn't work out well for him. However, um this was the first attempt. Now per se exactly. Let's just say Zion Williamson would have did the same thing. You know, that would be tokens. Or let's just say LeBron, a young, you know, the next LeBron, the next, you know, person that comes into the league that the next Floyd Mayweather, you know what I'm saying, decides, man, I'm going to tokenize my career and um, add a whole new revenue stream to their career that didn't exist before. You know what I'm saying? People actually taking the money that they have in their contract able to, to actually bet on it and profit from it, you know. So this is going to be back to the everyone happy in their own bank, you know. This is going to wait, just let me add this one part. This is going to kill collegiate athletes. Uh, the NCAA has no purpose anymore. You know, this is why they're losing all of their lawsuits as far as uh, having kids go to school and um, play and can't make money. Because first thing is, these young athletes is getting paid off of social media, you know, that you know it, it, things like that. Once they could tokenize themselves, what, let's just say, and I'm going to end here for a moment, let's just say I'm, I'm, I'm 13 and already 6'8", and the next big deal, I could tokenize myself in. My parents could tokenize me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, you could be a, a millionaire, not even having to go into the league. You already made money, you know, like... It's going to be huge. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Man, uh, let me let me add a little emphasis on the Den Wait, uh, stuff. LA, uh, L.A., before you get started, I want to tell the people that at the top of the hour, we will be, you're not going to hear us on the Internet, but you can hear us on the phone. Uh, and the number is 323-642-1586. Okay, go ahead. I want to give a few highlights to the Dinwiddie story because what ultimately caused it to fail, he couldn't have saw like none of us. But they started out with 90 tokens. So that means they divided up his contract work, which was $34 million, into 90 parts. And they issued them out at $150,000 per token. Okay, so think about this, man. If you can invest into this guy at one hundred fifty thousand dollars, what you two things I see go down real quick. Let's say this guy, in a sense, may not be forecasted to have a longevity of basketball career as the NBA process uh, evaluates them. But by us sticking private investments into this guy, this prolongs his this prolongs his career. But beyond just the basketball court. Because what they're giving you entitlement to is you're getting entitlement to this man's brand, his merchandising, his contracts, future uh, royalties from anything that transpires at the moment of 
you're this you're involved in this this contract, so you can build residual income just off investment to entertainers, superstars, uh, whoever. Like Thomas said, here's one for y'all: tokenizing yourself. Think about this. You make X amount of dollars a year anyway. How about if you divided up your annual income and tokenize your skill set? Let's say you you know you're a, a crocheter. You make $100,000 a year. What's to say you can't do just what everybody else is doing? You can tokenize your, your, your annual income, sell it out, and do the same exact thing that this guy's doing right here. Those funds can go towards putting you in a better position as a crocheter, supplier, vendor, and all of the above. But here's what ended up wrecking the whole concept of what he did because he actually raised, I think it was $1.35 million. Um, it says right here, uh, Dinwiddie could not have anticipated the 2019-2020 NBA season would not be completed as planned. Less than two months after he apparently started his tokenization sale, the NBA lurched into a virus-induced hiatus that scrapped most of the regular season. The league is only now preparing to return on July 31st. So basically, uh, what he see this is a to me this is a uh, a, a collective effort on the NBA's part too, because a lot of the players yeah. know about this. I'm gonna share I'm gonna share some stuff with esports with y'all that's gonna blow your mind. That's why I said there's investment ideas that we should be jumping all over because our kids. Now I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna let Tony get his word in. Here's a way you can look at the tokenizing as well. Many of us push our children into sports. Okay, your children start playing Pop Warner as early as seven, eight years old, some younger than that. Anyway, what if you EIN or created a business name for your child's name? And as this child is playing on these sports, you can start to build a little uh, uh, paraphernalia, you know what I'm saying, for your, your child, you know, selling it to people. That gets you right there what we're talking about with tokenization. Now, think about this. As your child progresses over the years from elementary to middle school, high school, their value of an athlete becomes that much more greater. You can start selling their brand and charging the schools who are charging people to come sit and watch your child play football by using the term school fundraising to let you come in. So these are various ways that we could take control of our own activity and tokenize our people, I mean tokenize ourselves, because that's what they're talking about in this article here. It's very real. You know, this guy's only looked at as something because he's got a contract for $34 million. And, and we know it's, yeah, we know it's possible because it, it's been done for days, um, and not from a tokenized standpoint, but it could have been. But it, it's been, it's been, the blueprint has already been laid out. Look at the big baller brand. You guys familiar with the big baller brand? Ain't that uh, uh, ball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ball. All right. Yeah. Think about what he did with his two kids, right? Those kids since AAU, he's been branding them years. since AAU. Those kids are now Change. in the NBA. Yeah, he got so one son that's about to probably be the number one pick. This year, um, and he predicted that he got the other son uh, working his way there. I think he remember he got caught up in the scandal trying to steal some sunglasses in China, you know, and they made a big <laughs> deal out of it. But um, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, what I want to do, brothers, um, in the last 10 minutes before we go off the air, can you guys explain um, exactly how to buy the token uh, before we go off the air uh, so people can hear that? Before we go okay. off the um, before we go off the live stream, we'll still be on the air on the phone, but just just for people listening through the computer. Absolutely, I, I think that's important. Um, none of this is even well, everything we've talked about uh, is moot if we don't talk about how to do this, right? So um, there's a couple of uh, ways to on ramp what's considered on ramping into the cryptocurrency uh, ecosystem. Uh, one way is through an exchange. Right there's local exchanges and then there's these institutionalized exchanges. Uh, one of those is Coinbase. Uh, most people are familiar with Coinbase; they're the most popular. Um, I use Coinbase a lot, and I'm not happy with the fees. Um, they're they're decent, but I'm not all that happy with them. But I trust them because they're above board, right? So I'm 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 the type of person that when it comes to cryptocurrency, I do my taxes. I report my cryptocurrency earnings on my taxes, right? I do, I'm above board. Um, with, with Coinbase, uh, it's, it's real easy, right? They give me a file at the end of the year. I can take that file. I use TurboTax when I do my taxes. I can take that file with Coinbase that they give me, and um, now TurboTax will allow you to uh, report your, your cryptocurrency earnings or losses, um, and, and they allow you upload upload the Coinbase file. So that's one of the exchanges that they, um, you know, they're compatible with. So you can take your file that you get from Coinbase, upload it to TurboTax, and boom, it just starts automatically calculating your uh, your wins or your losses, your profits or your losses, um, and, 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 and what your taxes are based on that. So uh, I'm a little bit lazy in that regard that I, I just rather do that and know that I'm good with uncle Sam. We're all good. So I can make all the profits I want and don't have to worry about him breathing down my back. We're all good. Right. So that's the reason I like Coinbase. Uh, Gemini is the same. It's, Gemini is also compatible. Um, you guys are familiar with the, the Winkle, Winklevox twins um, who initially started Facebook. That was it later stolen by um, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Um, those twins, they're still rich. They still, they're probably one of the biggest investors into cryptocurrency that I know of today, um, investing billions into it. Um, so those are two exchanges that you can that you can use. Um, and in terms of on wrapping, what you would do is to open up you a, a Coinbase account. Um, in that workflow, in that um, uh, initiate initiate initiated workflow. Um, it will allow you to link your bank account to your Coinbase wallet, right? So if you want to purchase, you can purchase via uh, a debit card. You can purchase via your checking account. Now, it may take longer. It may take three to five days before that stuff settles. However, if you use your checking account and it takes three to five days, let's say you, let's say you bought some XRP, uh, as an example, and XRP was $0.20. Cents. Um, if you bought XRP today at, uh, at 20 cents, and let's say your what you purchase doesn't settle for another three to five days, it doesn't matter. You get it at the day that you purchased it. The price that you purchased it is 20 cents. So even if it's um, even if it goes up to 30 cents by the time the, your your account settles, um, it doesn't matter. You 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 profit that 10 cents extra. You know that 10 percent or that um, what is that? 30, uh, 30% or whatever, 50%, you profit that 
even though your account hadn't settled. You got in at 20 cents, and that's the price you got in at. So don't worry about it taking three to five days. Only, only worry about that if you were looking to sell immediately. Um, that sounds the other like thing how they you, treat mutual funds. Absolutely. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah your, your mutual funds like your Merrill Lynch accounts and your E-Trade accounts, they're the same. They don't settle immediately, right? They, it takes three to five days. Um, when you trade within the cryptocurrency, like you say, let's say if I, I trade some uh, uh, you know, XRP for some Bitcoin on an exchange. That settles instantaneously. The big benefit of the blockchain, remember, is instantaneous settlement. Um, that's why they're interested in it. The, uh, Gemini is the same way. You connect your bank account to your Gemini wallet in the same way you would with, with Coinbase. Those are the two that I trust. There are uh, a multitude of exchanges out there that you can use that I'm not mentioning. Um, and I'm not endorsing. I'm not endorsing Coinbase. And I'm not endorsing Gemini. I'm saying those are the two that I use and I trust. Um, after being in the game for, I've been I've been in the game since 2000, late 2015, and we're in 2020, mid 2020. And after dealing with probably 15 or 16 different exchanges, those are the two I trust. Um, so when is when it's a portfolio balance, that means the money that that you have in the account, right? Yeah, that's the that's the um, the, the the money versus the U.S. dollar that you have in your account. Coinbase and Gemini will use the U.S. currency to tell you how much the how much value your currency is. It'll be the U.S. reserve money that it will uh, it'll be against. And- and I would like have, to. Yeah, go ahead. I would like to throw a, a, a couple of. Well, I'm gonna just specifically speak to one application since he's talking about <clears throat> how to purchase. <clears throat> we heard uh, Coinbase, Gemini. Is that correct, Tony? Yeah, those are two I trust. Okay, um, one that I, I I researched myself in depth. I, I'm not for sure if it's available on. Uh, 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 what is the one for Android? I'm not for sure if it's for Android, but Crypto Wallet, iOS, if you got an Apple, for people who, you know, are wondering who might be holding on to iPhones and stuff or Apple systems. Crypto Wallet is one that I really like. Now, I did a lot of research and comparison in this one. This is very good, and they offer you a offline wallet to go along with it, which is something I'm sure Tony is going to speak to as well because, Right now, we're talking about how to buy, but with Crypto Wallet, you can buy, store, store offline, and you have the ability to attach all this stuff, something I'm sure Tony will get deeper into with a hardware wallet. For those that I've had that question brought to me, too, you know, about hardware wallets. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. So that's that's the best ways, uh, two of the best ways that I would um, myself onboard into the uh, cryptocurrency ecosystem is using the, using those two. The next question is um, typically, well, if I want to sell, how do I how do I get that money back in the U.S. dollars? Because to be honest with you, right now, what people trust the most is the U.S. dollar. So how do I get that money back into the U.S. dollar? Um, so that can be also done on those exchanges. Um, you know, you can you can um, cash out on Coinbase. You can cash out on Gemini into your bank account, right? You can do that um, just by um, clicking on the sell button 
it'll ask you which bank or which account do you want to um, uh, have that deposit your money deposited into, and it will allow you to do that. It'll probably let you know that it'll be available to you in your bank account in three to five days or something to that effect. Um, that's one way. Uh, the other way is you could leverage uh, something that's called BitPay, which is one of many, um, but that's the one I use mostly is BitPay. Um, BitPay is BitPay will also give you a wallet, right? You'll have your own Bitcoin XRP or Ethereum wallet. Um, so you can you can take your money from the exchange and you can send from your exchange wallet. You can send that money to your BitPay wallet. Let's say you have an X, let's say you have an XRP wallet on Coinbase and you want it to send your XRP uh, uh, coins or tokens over to uh, your XRP wallet on BitPay, right? That's a simple send. It's almost like using email, how you send money from one wallet to the next. Um, but once the money is there, you can then load your, you can then load into your BitPay account, you can load those funds, right? What BitPay also offers is Visa debit cards. So I have a BitPay Visa debit card, so, um, I, and it cost me nine bucks, a one-time fee of nine bucks to have that card shipped to me. And what I can do is once I have my XRP or whatever currency I'm moving over to BitPay, um, I can load or fund my, um, my, my Visa account, my, my debit card account um, with my crypto at, at which point, and that happens instantaneously. It happens within seconds, right? At which point I can then take my Visa card go to any, my debit card, and go to anywhere Visa is accepted. And I did that before. I, I, I remember back in 2016, or late 2016, um, I wanted to remodel my first, my first um, floor of my house. I moved about 10 grand over to my BitPay card, and I swiped like crazy back and forth with Lowe's, but I got my first floor model, uh, my first floor remodeled using not one U.S. dollar. Now, it was converted over, but that was from my cryptocurrency profits. So I, when I look at my first floor when I come home now, I know that the way it looks now was due to my profits in crypto. So my first floor is my Bitcoin floor. <laughs> so um, those, are, those are a couple of ways that you can off-ramp or off-board um, from cryptocurrencies on into fiat um, and, and do that. So that's on-boarding and that's off-boarding. Any, any other questions? Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because that's the one of the major questions that I always get is, man. So you know, what does having it do for me? How am I going to get it converted into dollars? So I'm glad you said that it's actually converts into tangible money that you can do real things with. It's not just because it doesn't actually exist doesn't mean that you can't use it. The dollar we use doesn't actually exist. I mean, even though it exists, we all know that it's all. It's just a piece of paper, you know what I'm saying? So it's just eliminating the paper. And it can be used yeah. like real cash. And and, and I would I say do. if I would look I would also say look out mm -hmm. for some of these companies that accept cryptocurrency. You don't always have to offboard into fiat. You can actually right. purchase things using your cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. directly. Yeah. I, I can tell you this, um, overstock dot com, the CEO of overstock.com is a huge um, investor in the cryptocurrency. He believes in cryptocurrency, and he accepts just about about 20 forms of cryptocurrency on his website. So you can go to uh, overstock.com <laughs> and 
buy furniture and never use a, a fiat money, never use the U.S. dollar. You can buy, you can use Bitcoin, XRP, um, Bitcoin Cash. You can use all these different altcoins if you want to purchase and never have to enter into the fiat market again. You can buy flights. Wow. There's, um, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of comp- online companies that you can buy uh, on- airline tickets that accept cryptocurrency. Um, I, and there's one right now, and I cannot think of it. It's not Orbitz. It's, um, ah, it'll come to me when this is over, and, I, and that's just one of those things. <laughs> but um, there's airline tickets. There's a number of, uh, of companies that are friendly. They're what I call crypto-friendly, right, that you can actually spend your money on. So look for those before you before you convert it to fiat and pay that fee to offboard. Rather than pay that fee, look to see if you can actually spend that money in, at a company that accepts it, accepts it. Right, because there's I, many of them that have do it. Someone that uh, has their hand raised. Let's say they have a question. Four zero five five six eight four zero five. Oh no, this dude is not a good friend. <laughs> Are you there, four or five? Okay. Do you have your mute on? All right. I'm going to hang up. Was that mail? That's mail. Okay. I don't know what happened. (laughs) He probably sleep. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Before, I mean, before we take off into some more information, if there's more to go, uh, I did. <clears throat> Thomas, did you have anything else you want to say? Um, is there anybody else on the line, Auntie Bear? Uh, no, but if anybody have a question for the banker or comment, you can call three two three. Well, you have to be on, already on the line, so uh, push the number one. <laughs> okay. so I don't, hate, I don't uh, see no I, hands right. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's someone here. This is. Uh, I think this is Mama AZ. 
the old economy is about to go. What I'm saying is there's a lot of elderly, a lot of people that's not going to be hip to this shift. You know what I'm saying? Right, and a lot right. of young black people ain't on this meeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they don't understand that this is about to be one of a historic money switch, money swap. That means that's, if we got our money going on. enough, but mm-hmm. enough, we're going to get right because it's all about private entities now. Ain't nothing public no yeah. more. Everything private. Exactly. So it's, yeah. It's, it's basically, it's basically these algorithms and these AIs making it where we can do transactions with each other instantly. And that's what all this shit is about. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the brothers, y'all on it. I'm still listening for a couple more coins because I'm, I'm, I'm just getting into it. But at the same time, I'm trying to get the most of my money invested in the market because I know it ain't it ain't gonna do me nothing with my money sitting in the bank. It don't it don't have no potential to grow. Well, brother, it's get sick. a hold to some get a hold to some Elrond. They're they're about to Elrond. launch your yeah Elrond and do a little what's, research what's real symbol? fast. Say again. What's the what's their symbol? Uh, hold on. Let me spell the name for you too, and I can also. But what what exchange is it is it what exchange is it is it on though? Because that's oh, what I've been on, running through a lot of problems with a lot of these companies. It's like what? it's hard. Like Binance, I, I stay in North Carolina, so Binance won't even let us buy in the U.S. in North Carolina. But if I'm from South Carolina, I can get it. So thanks for that. What exchange is it on? Huh? Um, the one I'm looking at now is Coin Coin Market Cap. That'd be the best place to go. Okay, nah, this is where everybody coin market cap. Coin market cap is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look at this yeah, and do the evaluation on it. But what are what are you what are you what are you what are you purchasing the coin from? Oh, you can go directly to their site. I'm glad you said it that way. You can purchase directly from Elron.com. Okay. They're offering is E as in Edward, L as in Law, R as in Robert, O. N as in Nancy, D as in dog, L Rond. Okay, all right. Well, now, these guys that, are not... bringing in the yeah. internet, the blockchain internet. This is a whole new thing, you know, ties into what uh, uh, Tony was just talking about. You know what I'm saying? This is where I definitely was going to present to people you should look into L Rond. This is what you want to get behind this. This is the new internet. This is not what we've been used to today. It's it's the whole new platform that they're picking up for everybody. It's going to be the very thing along with Cosmos. I'm glad we're talking about that. Put Cosmos on your list too. Right. Cosmos will be the interoperability of blockchain because one thing about blockchain is that doesn't get mentioned a lot is, you know, a blockchain being an open source, it can be created independently by various people like ourselves. Okay. Right. And what what Elrond is going to do is make the world of internet blockchain interoperable. So everybody that's written IBM, whoever, it doesn't matter. All these people will be able to be centralized under this blockchain. Right. So, so let me let me um, let me add a little something here uh, for the for the audience. Um, when it comes to investing in general. Um, now, this is investing advice. Now, I'm going on the record that this is investing advice. Um, 
never invest more than you can afford to lose. That, that's first of all. Um, Meaning, because we have a lot. I mean, we we have people in our we have people in our community. You know, black people that will get a little bit risky and risk the rent money um, if they think the opportunity is is you know is is great enough. Uh, so I just want to say, make sure that whatever you invest, you have got to consider that money gone in your mind. You, you just threw it down the toilet, and you you know what I'm saying. Even though you you know that it's or you you research and you you feel like oh this is a great opportunity this is a great investment. Don't invest money from your bill money. Don't invest money from money that you need. If it if it all goes to zero the next day after you put it in, if you have some feelings about it, you could not afford that. I hope that makes sense. Shit, I'm gonna feel but. <laughs> so, brother, what you said you had a question, bro. You you want to ask Tony the question? Hey, bro, what I wanted to ask you uh, about the banking is, like, is the bank still going to be in the middle of these transactions? You know what I'm saying? What I, With the XRP, XRP, you know what I'm saying? I think initially, yes, right? I, one of the things I'm, I'm very hopeful with with XRP is, XRP is probably the the coin or the, the the blockchain that will help all other cryptocurrencies become widely adopted because they're the only coin that is so deep into the White House, so deep into the International uh, uh, Monetary Foundation, and have people on their committee. And, and, and some of those uh, committees, uh, international founders, they have people that work for Ripple set in on their committee. They're the only platform that is that that has infiltrated the policymakers, right? So without, without a, a coin or a blockchain or a company that is saying, okay, we're willing to help you guys as we try to help ourselves, we're willing to help you. Help us to help you, right? Or, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, right. They're the only company that's doing that. Your Bitcoin, your, your libertarian Bitcoin uh, 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 typical uh, investors are looking for Bitcoin to take over the U.S. dollar, take over the, uh, the, the entire economy, right? That's a novel concept, um, but you're not going to be able to do that out of the gate, right? So you have somebody like XRP that's saying, hey, we have a, a platform that, you know, quite as it's been kept, could take over this whole thing. But in the in the immediate term, let us help you save money. Let us help you, um, you know, save your customers money, and at the same time, revolutionize this entire space in a way that it's a win win for both of us. But if, when you come at them like when you come at the government or you come at the, these major corporations, um, like we're going to take over, that's when you have a hard way to go. So. The bright light in the cryptocurrency space is XRP because they uh, the policymakers are fond of XRP. They're not fond of Bitcoin. Even though Bitcoin uh, is always going to be here, it's going to be the big dog, they are not fond of Bitcoin. Right, because so, that's, X- a, that's, a part, that's a part of the centralized, you know what I'm saying? XRT can be used in centralized banking, you know what I'm saying? It it, it 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 is it's a decentralized platform that will allow centralized platforms to leverage. Absolutely, 
I'm with y'all, brothers. I'm going. I'm going on mute. Hey, thank y'all so much. Hey, Tutmos Thomas, man, yo, man, I, I appreciate it, man. Y'all don't know, man. Y'all guiding me in the right direction, and I'm just riding the wave right now. Better love, y'all. Better love, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank yes, you. Sir. You know, just to add on to what he was saying, uh, the uh, older generation, you know, they're gonna. They they don't get it, but what's gonna happen with them is their pensions is just gonna come crypto. They're just gonna adapt. Uh, the younger generation of blacks that have a chance to really uh, position themselves well right now, you know, to get into this, they not. Uh, when you look at the youth, they're still walking around talking about cash. They still just look at hip hop. How many yeah. star rappers and stuff you see talking about cryptocurrency and a digital wallet? and getting a Bitcoin on and all this, which would make it mainstream to us. They still holding money phones up to their ear, you know, have um, throwing, throwing dollar bills and stuff as strippers. You know, they're still in the analog economy. They're not going digital yet. And it's like, I know all these dudes with all their millions of dollars and things they contract with today, just, just off of common sense, they're people are invested in these cryptos, you know, their money in these cryptos. They they banking with the same um bankers of of the people who own their their companies, you know, they're they're publishing this stuff. So they're they're just not saying anything about it. And it, it it's odd to me. As much as we love money and the things it buys, that this whole thing is switching over and nobody's talking about it. And it's like it's, right. it's almost scary. Because you would expect the rappers and everything with all the Gucci and Versace and stuff. They but but nobody promotes. But they probably not sure. But when in it's history has anybody man. ever ever really revealed where the gold mine was? You know, that's one thing about this type of information. If it's perceived, that's why you know when I bring up stuff about FinCEN. And and and, and uh, the financial action task force with them taking action to set up international meetings with other countries, and then check this out. You know they have their little so-called uh, identified jurisdictions with uh, anti-money laundering and counter uh, finance ter- financing terrorism de- deficiencies. In a nutshell, what they're saying here is. We're going to put rules around blockchain because that's what this this stuff is all about. They talk about it. We're going to put rules around blockchain because we believe all these nations, check this out, every nation that ain't going to try to comply with us, the reason why we're putting you on this this, this uh, sanction is because we're going to deem you. We don't have proof, but we're going to deem you as a country that probably proliferates terrorism or helps in money laundering. This is their argument. The countries they name are all dark countries, starting with Albania, Cambodia. <laughs> I mean, you just name it. You just it all these. They're all African countries for the most part, other than a few of the persons I just named. So we have we're going some more in uh, people. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to say that. Go ahead. You know, finish you your thought. It, finish your thought. I mean, you want to keep your eye on this stuff because the actual regulators of of of, of securities. Has deemed this a, as a co- commodity. That's exactly why I'm pointing to this as this is real. 
Okay, uh, 763 301. to like coinmarketcap.com or livecoinwatch.com. It's, what it is, it's, it's, um, it's a website that uh, basically displays the prices of, you know, the top 500 coins or whatever. Um, so, no, you could not purchase from that site. Um, you would have to go to an exchange itself. Now, if you clicked on XRP, if you, let's say you're on the Coin Market Cap or Live Coin Watch and you clicked on that, it will take you to another page that goes more in depth with uh, with that coin and more more detailed. It's like a deep dive into uh, that coin. Uh, within that page, you're going to have markets. What it the, what it means by markets is just basically talking about exchanges, and it's going to give you a list of exchanges that you can make a purchase on. So instead of having to just you know open up a different tab and go to the site, you can actually go to one of these exchanges from this uh, coinmarket.com or livecoinwatch, whichever one you, you, you're, you're looking at, right? So if I look at XRP right now, it's sold on Binance, Bitfinex, HTPBC, um, Digifinex, Bitfinex. Uh, these are the ones that, uh, that this particular site that I'm looking at will allow you to um, link into. However, it's also sold on Coinbase, Gemini, so this is only giving you a few exchanges, um, and, and I don't know why they're listing these five. I don't know if these five are paying a certain amount of money um, to be listed on here as, or, or whatever. I don't know, whereas Coinbase really doesn't have to be listed on here um, because they're so popular. Um, well, I'm so on the XRP you, site, man. I went to XRP. I'm on this site. If you go to XRP site, that's, that's not necessarily an exchange. That's just a site that's going to actually – Tell you about XRP. I want to give you their vision and whatnot and what they're all about. You're going to need to go to an exchange to purchase XRP. I went to Coinbase. Yeah, the brother told yeah, us think, earlier um, use Coinbase or Gemini. Right. Yeah, that's why I went. Okay. Yeah, because go I, to I, go to Coinbase.com and, and open up your free account, 
and then you'll be able to purchase, buy or sell on that on that particular exchange. Same as Gemini. Um, there was a young man talking uh, from North Carolina, three six area code. I think he's probably from the Winston Salem Greensboro uh, area. I'm also from North Carolina, by the way. I too am not able to use the Binance um, uh, platform because I live in North Carolina. Um, this is North Carolina is not a crypto friendly state. Um, and so you have to be careful for that. Whereas Coinbase, I, if I'm if I'm anywhere in any of the 50 states, I can I can use Coinbase. If I'm in Europe, I can use Coinbase. So I try to stay with the the the, the exchanges that allow me to to use their platform no matter where I am. Now let me offer one too as well, uh, Wes, because the uh, reason why I'm gonna recommend them as well is because these they're geared and approved by Apple and the uh, Google Play, Crypto.com, Crypto.com. Yeah, look okay. at them. You know, that would be a good place for you to get a, a real good easier, uh, user-friendly examples of kind of what you're going to be doing. Now, I do want to say this. I wasn't planning to really come back and do too much emphasizing, but I do want to take some time because since we presented this, I would like to take some time. We can send out a notice to everybody and let you know when we are going to do a group sign up for this stuff. So there, that way, you know, we can have people on here who already had the experience, you know, can keep us, prevent us from making mistakes. I really don't think you can, but I still sense a lot of uh, uh, apprehension. I've noticed with this and I'm okay with that. <clears throat> so one thing I would say too, Wes, if you're going to buy this stuff today or tomorrow, Get, be for me to feel safe giving you some you know some pointers about this write write this stuff write it down manually they're going to give you a private and a public key and it'll come in a string of numbers with lowercase number i mean alphabets and and and, and numerical numbers make sure to write that down and just like you would a safe deposit box i would put that somewhere you know even somebody told us earlier you know putting it into a old cell phone that you don't use no more. I, I approve of that too. That's a that's a smart move. Um it, with that being said, we did mention earlier about how to store it offline. So you can go online, Wes, and type in uh, hardware crypt uh crypto currency hardware wallets. And it'll bring you to several several companies that sell like USB type of offline storage like little portable USB uh, sticks. And this allows you to do stuff like spin as well. So it's pretty it's pretty cool stuff that they got out there. So I'm glad we're talking about some of these things because there are some, some hardware devices you can purchase or use your cell phone or just write it down manually. But in the meantime, if you have no intentions on really doing anything with it, I would say park it. And, and why don't we? I don't why don't think we talk that... about? Why don't we talk about security um, as soon as soon as we have that available? Let's talk about securing your cryptocurrency. You go right. ahead, Wes. So we got some more. Um, uh, we got some more people online. You have another question, Wes? No, I'm good. You can just uh, uh, contribute me, or you can just keep me on. I won't say nothing. I mute myself. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Wes. Yourself. Okay. Thanks. All right, let's go to, I'm going to try, um, 
763, I'm going to try you again. 763, I see your hand raised again. Yes. Uh, greetings, family. I was on greetings. mute, and then my phone was blackened out, so I forgot I had put it on mute. Sorry. Okay. But I That's would like right. to well, know, I, I'm not familiar. How do I become more familiar with this crypto and the exchange of getting involved with? And then the other question uh, pertaining to us as a people doing something with our properties, is that something that's feasible or not feasible? Because, it, I mean, it's bubbling in my mind, you know, collectively if we come together like a group with, if you have property. I have property that as a more that I did, um, what you call it, I, um, I, oh, my goodness, I locked it. Uh, I put a, a lien on it, but yet the mortgage company come and call themselves taking it. Now, I have my children's name on it, three of them. I have five, but I put three of them's name on it, which is like, an investment, if something happened to me, it's, it's theirs. But yet the court has overstepped the law of me putting a lien on the land and the property, which most people don't do. And I did this. And they've had issues with calling themselves taking it and selling it. So as... Mm -hmm. My children, which their names is on my UCC, is there a way to which we can convert? Because property is always making money. They call themselves taking my property when I have a lien. And I have it uh, with, with uh, um, um, it, it's certified and it's in the record. So I'm just curious because all of this is somewhat foreign, but I know a teeny bit, and yet I'm curious. I would like to learn more and open up my knowledge to this. Can so, um, the question, question so for the banker, if she, put, if she had her children that she has their name in, if they was to get a trust and sell it to the trust, would that help? Um, definitely putting it uh, in, a, in a trust is definitely helpful. In fact, in fact, that's more advisable. When you're talking about handing down property to your kids um, or to loved ones, the best yeah. way to do that, the best way to do that is to put it in a trust. Um, uh, because what, what's going to happen is, is if you don't put it in a trust, then you have to have a really tight will, right? But even, mm. even wills can be wills can be challenged, and then anytime you have disputes like that, ultimately your estate ends up going to the state, um, mm. and then then they have to try to get it back from the state. The way to get around that is to put your asset in, in into a trust and and, and have your kids uh, benefactors of that trust. That is the the, the most um, 
that's the best way I can I can recommend. Uh, best thing I can recommend. For you. So it couldn't be done, and I'm speaking uh, because I'm not sure of how to deal with the crypto using it because every month you you know you're putting funds here there on the property with the property is there a way to do this in order to because if if it's not me paying somebody else is paying on something that I have a lien on land and the house right and they can't really do nothing with that so I have to be honest with you um you, your subject matter is sort of exceeding my realm of expertise, and my, and so I'm I'm always hesitant to speak intelligently or speak on something that I can't speak intelligently on. So, yes, uh, outside of what I've already recommended, uh, it, it's going to be outside of my expertise, and and so I'm yes, I'm, I'm never shy or ashamed to say it's it's not my expertise, not something yes, I can speak sir. intelligently on, and I apologize. No problem. I'm sorry. Just, just curious, like I said, because I don't know. Even with the crypto, I'm I'm trying to understand and get the knowledge. <clears throat> but I was Can I curious. Yes, sir. Yeah. So in terms of getting knowledge, um, you know, my best recommendation at this point is to go to udemy.com, u d e m y dot com. And in the search, put cryptocurrency in the in the search or mastering cryptocurrency in the search. You're going to get several hits, um, all of which will be um, good starting points for you in terms of learning about cryptocurrency um, or uh, understanding the blockchain. So mm. that um, that's a resource that I can refer you to in terms of um, something you can online get a better understanding of it. Um, okay, can you page. repeat that name, please? Uh, Udemy. The letter U, the letter D yes. as in dog, the yes. letter E as in um, every, the letter M as in Mary, the letter Y as in yellow. Udemy.com. All right. Thank you so much. Out, outside of, outside of that, I, I would go to I would go to YouTube mm-hmm. and just put in, you know, le- you know, put cryptocurrency, learning cryptocurrency in the search bar for YouTube. YouTube is a gives you a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of resources um, that you can, you know, start off with. Thank and, you. And the reason I'm, and the the reason I'm, you know, pushing your audience to these different places is because when I knew nothing about cryptocurrency, didn't know a thing. These are the things I did to teach myself about cryptocurrency. I didn't take a, I didn't take any formalized classes um, from any instant, you know, uh, known institutions or anything like that. Everything I learned is from experience and self-taught. I went out and researched on YouTube. I went and read articles. Yeah. I was not afraid to read read the white papers. If if there is somebody that a company that said this is what we're trying to do, this is our vision, I would read the roadmap. First thing I would do is read the roadmap. Then I would read their white paper. If I was then convinced, then I would research even further before I even invested. As we said earlier, each coin has a purpose. 
<clears throat> so, so know the purpose, yeah, of why you would invest in that if you just want to support it or if you just simply believe in holding on to it and, you know, benefiting off their their growth from it later. But definitely research the okay, purpose I, of those coins. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get these calls in. 901-281. Hey, it's just a and I was on the channel and the, uh, the Can bank you see? We can't hardly hear you. Okay, let's Your voice is muffled. Better. Okay, can you hear me now? That's better. Much better, sister. Thank you. All right. Um, sister Bells and everyone on the panel, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on. I think uh, this last call kind of uh, um, gave a little bit of information. You guys gave a little bit of information about my question as well. As well, I was thinking about the um, the push to nationalism in this country and a lot of other countries. And the, uh, the Bitcoin, I think, is uh, based pretty much in the European countries. I was wondering, do we have anything, uh, any of these cryptocurrencies that are uh, based in this country um, that could, you know, benefit our people more than it could? you know, other nationalities. Now, I know that um, you guys stated that the um, XRP is for the international, um, you know, rate of exchange through other nations, which is fine. That would be a good investment. But I also would be looking to invest in something that would be based here in this country because our people in particular, we turn over literally billions of dollars, you know, uh, on a monthly or annual basis, and uh, for us to be able to tap into that and build our own, you know, will would be, you know, optimal, really, for me to do. Yeah, I think that's so a good question. Any- yeah, I think that's an excellent question. Uh, we talked a little mm-hmm. bit earlier about, you know, the possibilities of creating um, our own currency, right, our own cryptocurrency. Um, as it stands today, there's probably not a – out of the 2,500 to 3,000 different cryptocurrencies that exist, there's probably not one that's viable um, that we can point you to that would be nation-specific or ethnic-specific, right, um, with, a, with the intent on uplifting um, a, 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 a set of people, right? Um, so in order to do that, you know – we have to, we would have to create that ourselves, right? Um, but if we did, we would have to have a purpose in mind, right? We can't just create a. That's why there's three thousand cryptocurrencies out there because it's so easy to create one, right? But most of them create are created for the sake of creating. There's very few that actually have a vision and a and, and a purpose. So the question we would have to ask if we did create one, that would be for the up you know uplifting of our people. Then what will be the what will be the purpose? What will be our strategy? What will be our roadmap? What will be the vision? What problem in our community would we be trying to solve? You know, one thing we don't want to get, and one thing we don't want to do to try to answer a question that nobody's asking. But we have to have a, a a concrete purpose, an intent behind what we're doing. Is it possible? It is more than possible. All we have to do is do it. But before we actually put uh, create the coin. You got to have a purpose behind it. Otherwise, you're just one of the three thousands that are out there. I hope that makes sense. 
Oh, definitely. I think that uh, I think that one of the ways we can do something similar is uh, invest as a group into a coin that we've done the research on and we know that has potential to grow. And as that grows, we you know, and uh, take the, the earnings from that and, you know, as a group decide what we're going to do to fix our problem. And we do mm-hmm. it. You know, we need, you know, um, Dr. X talked about starting up the corporate structure. Well, you need money. That's the money to start it up. And with um, uh, Ethereum and the smart contract, you could have a company, a corporation, multi-billion dollar corporation operate simply off smart contracts with no employees. You know, it's just um, people that contract to do the job. And it'll be easier to be uh, wherever you're at and have um, a business operating and functioning just totally perfectly somewhere else based off of the contracts um, just being um, fulfilled. So um, I think that instead of rebuilding the wheel, um, uh, we could take something that is already there and um, use it for our best interest as opposed to um, trying to create something and make it grow and, you know, um, coming up with a purpose for it. And, you know, we already know that this one works only 20, what, 21 cent a coin. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Wes said it's 21 cent. So we bought a thousand coins today. That's two hundred ten dollars. I think the highest it ever went up to was three dollars and eighty three cents. But that'll be eight hundred four dollars. You know, so that's like a, a, you know a, a decent profit. Well, let's just say as a collective, we're able to buy um, ten thousand coins, a hundred thousand coins. Now, when it goes up, you know, all those proceeds, all the profits, we, we don't have to sell any of our coins. Just take the profits and do something with. Uh, we need a supermarket in Detroit. Let's let's all take those profits. Let's get that supermarket going. You know what I'm saying? And, and the profits from the supermarket go into another account. You know, and, and we just keep it moving like that. That like to me, um, to go out and uh, build a coin and get you know black people to support it when we already know black people are going to support whatever white people need. They're not going to support the black coin, you know what I'm saying, unless it has white back. It's, it's, uh, it's a shame, but that's the way we've been conditioned. So, you know, we might as well not rewrite the will, thinking on black people to do something different again when we know they're not. Okay. You Thank you, Carla. You have another question? Yeah, I had, I wanted to, you know, uh, t- there's a brother Tudmos that just spoke, right? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. Now, we, you make some very valid points because I've talked to a lot of people who are, you know, um, melanated, melanated people, and they will not support uh, the melanated people regardless. And I talked to a young man not recent, uh, only recently. I told him, I said, baby, if you're going to run a business, you need to communicate with your, your, your clients. You know, just tell them you're you're running behind or a day behind, and you will get with them on the following day and just do what you, you know, say you're going to do. So I agree with you where that's concerned. And I think that um, as some some of the younger people, I've noticed when, when y'all talk about YouTube University, they are mm-hmm. actually, you know, coming together and uh, trying to get some things done. 
you know. And when yes, I say are. it on the national on a national level, I was speaking more so as far as um, just this continent is concerned. And uh, and I would love for our people to come together because that's been a quest, you know, in my family for a long time for us to come together to people but like. Tomo said it's a problem still. And it comes it comes down to all skin folk and kin folk, but we're not talking about that today. What we're but, talking but about when you run a business is business is business and, and we and our people right. just need to be educated. And they are. They and like you say, the young people is on it. They all into into uh being entrepreneurs and they all on that YouTube. So I think it's easier with the young people. Another thing that I've seen within the young community is an awakening, um, a swell, if you will, of, you know, knowledge in in, in regard of if we build billionaires, if we support our own businesses and Mm -hmm. we build billionaires, that's the only way we're going to get a seat at the table. If you take a look at what's going on today, you know, cut on the television, you see Black Lives Matters happening across the globe, not just in the United States, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why we're not looking at this as an opportunity. And, you know, right. so if, right. if, if, if you look at what's happening right now, folks are willing to allow us to state our, state our demands, right? So right. one of those things we need, one of the things we need to understand is our, our consumer power the way we, we purchase. I mean, a lot of us rather have a pair of $200 Jordan than a $200 share in some company, right? So we, we, will spend, we will spend money. The question is how we allocate it, right? So we need to – it's a matter of educating the folks that aren't educated on the importance of in, in, uh, investing in our own community and keeping that dollar within the community because if we don't create billionaires – Within our community, we'll never get a seat at the table. This country is not mm-hmm. run by your congressman. This country is not run mm-hmm. by your president. This country mm-hmm. is ran by K Street in D.C. K Street is where all the lobbyists are in D.C. That's right. Our, our so country is run by, by lobbyists. So if we don't get a seat at the lobbyist table, we, we may get people to say, I'll drop Aunt your mama off the, off the syrup. I'll, I'll drop this off of this. But no real change will happen unless we got That's to the Yeah. Yeah. Now let me, let me ask this. Uh, I wanted to put this in the conversation to the to, to the to the lady that's uh, asking the question. Um, it sounds like you're looking for almost one of the. Am I getting that you're looking to try to create like a susu type of? Uh, hmm. A what? A susu. Are you familiar susu- with that? I'm not familiar. Is that an African term? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's an African term. Yeah, I didn't term. get that from her. Okay. Yeah, no. Here's something I wanted to offer in the way of what Tony just said, then, by ask, by adding value to what we're doing right now. We could actually, because most of these coin places are offering you, uh, help me out, Tony, because you probably do it more often than I do, but like Coinbase, if you sign up with them and then I refer Thomas, they give me $10 worth of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, is that correct, Tony? Have you seen that on Coinbase? Yeah. Are you doing that? Okay, here's my, yeah. here's my idea. Why don't we all work together in tandem, pass, you know, pass the link on amongst us as a group. You pick up however much 
of cryptocurrency that they've given us and leave that in a pile to do mm-hmm. some of what Thomas, what Thomas was just saying, to be invested in, for example, we could probably use it to turn turn show and monetize it some way using this stuff. You see what I'm saying? To bring it around to where what we're doing can be paid for. I'm not sure how to do that, but I'm sure everybody's asking that question like me. But if we picked up all those... I was just going to say, that that sounds like a good building block uh, uh, to me, open up an account. I mean, where if we open, if one account is open, yet all of us are referring people to that particular account, uh, and then the account gains $10 for each person that is funneled into that account. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, ma'am. And exactly. that would be the base, that would be the base and, and from which to, to build a supermarket, you know, where... We could, from that point, possibly take those funds because what you want to do is when you have your supermarket, you want your Bitcoin to be accepted at your supermarket. It's my thinking, too. But um, I think we need to control I, the whole thing, not just the supermarket. We need to be able to grow the food ourselves. So I'm doing it already. manufacturing, so, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, I think, and I was thinking for the medium of, of exchange, as far as getting in on this, yeah, why not get into somebody else's pot, get some benefits for from it? However, like um, the banker was saying, Tony, you also you have to have a plan. We have to have a plan uh, in order to turn their crypto money over into something that's going to be beneficial, not to. See, we think it's individual a lot, but I—I I mean, you know, if we don't, to some degree, a certain segment of us make examples uh, for our people to see, they will never get on board. And all we have to do is show our people. Once our people see it, they—they are—they'll be on it. They, you know, it's like show me. Well, thank you, caller. I, I want to get what the, the subcallers in. Thank you. What the blockchain will do is it'll eliminate the fraud and the, the discomfort uh, with black people that black people have with doing business with each other, that distrust, because everything is there. You can see everything. You can't cheat the system. The fraud is eliminated. What the cryptocurrency does is it allows us to um, make money off the blockchain. Make a profit off of it. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's what I see. Yeah, I totally agree that's, with that. Um, we, we we talked a little bit about smart contracts when it comes to, like, Ethereum um, or these other blockchains that allow you to build applications on those using smart contracts. When you build a smart contract on the blockchain, you can build that smart contract in a way that the that both parties have a win-win. What happens after you do that? the ledger itself, the blockchain itself, will not let either party screw the other because it's, it's, it's in stone, right? So you can't last minute run off with the money or run, run here with it because the smart contract is already in play. And if you try to do that, the smart contract, all the, all the rules in play of the smart contract will kick in. You can't do that. So that's why they call the blockchain the trustless 
blockchain because you don't have to mm-hmm. trust each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to eight four three six ten. Greetings, greetings. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Uh, Welcome. How's everybody doing? Better great, love great. to all. Better love better to love. all. Greater better love, love to all. Yeah. Yes, better yes. love, brother. Better love. All right. Um, so many of our heroes of old have been striving to do these kind of things. And that's the key to it all. No matter from my people, we don't have to leave the land. That's the cause. We just need to work more with each other. Just like what Sinbad was speaking to, um, everything is new because most of us don't ask ourselves questions. We just dance to the beat of whoever's playing the song. Uh, so the wise ones, just like this platform, need to speak more, need to invite more people to the platform so they could uh, harmonize us coming together and uh, keeping it to ourselves creating our own money just like Tony Brown did one time. Even James Brown created his own fund, but digital currency is definitely cool because you use it and it's just like oxygen. It's everywhere, but at the same time, it's not necessarily you could you could see it, you know, so it's private just like self speaking to um, I had a question I want to ask. It's not coming to mind now because of um, those two conversations that but I definitely know on uh, putting your house, your property, and trust. You know, that's that's key too. And, uh, I don't know if there's any banks around as of yet, but it doesn't matter. Uh, somebody spoke to that. You could take that digital currency, bring it back to fiat, that purchase property. But a beautiful thing is that somebody is selling property and. Uh, you introduce them and you allow them to do the research while the, the closing process takes place and then you express that or close that deal with digital currency because then that person has an, in, in, an amount of money that they could cure secretly and at the same time they can turn it back to God for the things that that's real, real I came on the uh, show yeah. place but um Thank goodness for the archive. I yield. Okay, think with the Andy, digital currency, with the digital currency, you know, it, you won't even really need a trust because you could set up a contract where when you die, your coins automatically get distributed into your kids' wallets. However, you wrote that smart contract to be. So once exactly. you, you know, you're, once you come up dead, it's just going to be a you want you got three kids, thirty three percent into each one of their accounts. You know what I'm saying? And, then that's just how it works. You don't have to have go through the state. You don't have to go through a will, a trust. You because if you have it in a trust, you're gonna have to put your account number and your password because only you can access your wallet. So, um, it, it, would you want the banker to have that ac- that knowledge? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, he could go into your wallet. You know, I you know, or, or whoever sets up the trust for you, the lawyer, the, you know, whoever does it, accounting, they'll have access to it. So. You know, the way to circumvent all of that is just simply set up the contract. When I die, my, my funds go three ways to my three kids, and, you know, you die, and that's just what happens. Yeah. So in order for that contract to work, um, you'd have to have – so what I, I guess what you're talking about is what we can achieve down the road once it's available to us 
um, technology-wise. We know yeah, that the right possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that the possibility is definitely there, and the tech, the platform is there. But do we have a working, in production, piece of software that will allow us to build a contract um, based on real estate and the real estate laws today in production? No. Is it coming soon? Absolutely. Would that be the best way to go about it? Yes. Um, especially if you own the house outright, and you can you and 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 the government or whoever has sanctioned the sale of houses via cryptocurrency um, uh, legally, right? Um, so once you do that, yeah, you can set it up because it's almost like that 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 house is the is the funding of that contract. So you 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 have pre-funded the contract. So when you pre-fund a contract, it's easier to say. This is the way it's going to be dis, uh, distributed to each person based on if these set of circumstances happen. Um, it, it, it's pre-funded, but if it's not funded and you have to sell it, you know, then you have to deal with the the laws itself on on how to sell that real estate. You know, the real estate laws. Um, you know, but I think in the future, real estate laws will be based on smart contracts, without a doubt. I believe that's going to be the case. Yeah, I think the whole system is changing. Let me see if I can get this last caller in. Uh, 763301. 763301. Yes, hello? Yes. Yeah, what he's explaining is what I was asking in regards to the property, be it that I do have it under... um, Oh, okay. My property was protected by the law, but yet the law turns around and still attempts to take it, even though my children's name is on the UCC along with me claiming I didn't put it under a trust. I didn't know about that aspect, but I did uh, protect it by putting a lien on it. So, mm. so I felt that, that by doing the lien, that was protecting the property, but my children's names are still on it, even though the courts so, feel that they have taken my property when I told the courts on the record, for the record, that I had a UCC and I had a lien on my property and the lien. Yeah, we understood the question. We just don't have the expertise to answer that question. Look into a brother named Yusef L. Um, look into right. a brother named um, what, what, Jonah Bay. Those brothers would and be my, more Myron Rice. Yeah, those brothers would be more inclined. Look up a Sir Duke of Tears. So look, go to their email, answer emails. They might charge you, but, you know, I don't think Dr. Rice will He'll probably answer your question. Dr. Rice will charge you. Yeah, you, you, you got options, but we, you know, I don't want to tell you the wrong we thing. Had, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here, let, let me, I want to give a response. Uh, I want to first clarify what I just heard. Are you telling me that your property was pretty much confiscated after you had a lien on it already? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Here's what I can say to this, and you can go read the case study. And this is what it's called. 
You can enact. Now, I don't know if there's a time limit on this, but it's called a replevin bond. You have to put up. Can you repeat, please? I'm sorry. I'm hearing you, but you're like muffled talking to me. Okay, hold on just a second. Hold on. All right. Okay. Clear. Better. Okay. Better. 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 (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. It's called a replevin bond. Okay. Look into the replevin bond. Spell that. Can you spell that? Reclevin. Yes. You say Reclevin. No, re R R as in Robert, E as in Edward, P as in Paul, L as in Law, E as in Edward, B as in Victor, I as in Ice, N as Nancy. Reclevin bond. Okay. This is where you can take back ownership of the property once you initiate a new legal process. Okay? They'll make they'll they'll if you get it, that's the whole point. You gotta get the right. it, it falls I'll tell you what you can look under. They're they're called court bonds. Court okay. okay. All right. Court bonds. You can look at your local courts, you know, there in your town, see what they say about the replevin bond and what you gotta do. Typically you gotta put up your own money. I don't know if you got uh, like a surety bond or something like that. That would be a great way to acquire a replevin bond uh, mm. to back it. If not, you basically got to back it out your own pockets. So you're basically your own prosecutor, and you're requesting that the property be brought back to its original owner or place that it was taken from. All right. All okay. Right. And then until the proceedings are dealt with, if you get a hearing. They have to return it back. The the sheriff will return it back to you. In this case, you'll probably get some paperwork or something. It's all within the reflecting bond. I can tell you that now. I've been studying this stuff for a while through the insurance stuff. All right. Thank you so much. They have various cases on that, so you can look it up. A case law, particularly out of Oklahoma, um, would be Mm. a good one to look up from the 1800s. I think it was 1867. And it talks about a lot of what you're going through right now. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Got a Thank you, left. Carla. I just wanted Thank you. Okay. to close out um, okay. properly. Um, Brother Tony, thank you so much for coming on and clearing up so much yes. stuff for us, man. Um, feel Good free anytime you got information, you know, give us the ring and, you know, hopefully we can set that up. I was sick all day, I, you know, <laughs> so I, I feel much better. I don't know. I guess I'll start running my mouth, but uh, everyone have a good evening, uh, Ramon. Yeah, thank you, family, uh, joining us again on your Friday. Thank you, Auntie Bev. Thomas, thanks for always thank inviting y'all. me back. To us. Um, Tony, we yes. couldn't have did this any better without you, brother. Thank you for being a yes. part of the thank show tonight. The honor was mine, man. The honor was all mine. I, I enjoyed the, the conversation. I learned from you guys as well, and I appreciate it. We appreciate it. You, you want to give out some information? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Auntie Bear. I'd like to leave no, let ahead. Tony give out information in case people out there considering, you know, reaching out to him, you know, as a client or something for some yeah. advice. Uh, Tony, you want to give out your information, sir? Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can reach me at tony.digitalprofits at gmail.com. 
Okay. I know y'all didn't get into all of the information, so we need to continue this next week. Okay. All right. And I thank y'all. I appreciate the research that y'all are doing and the information that y'all are giving the people. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Better everyone. love to everybody. Better, Better love, love to everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest, the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com.